<laughs> Matt, real quick. Uh-oh. Yeah. We're already live, pal. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> wait, like, wait, there's like not... three. There's like three. Oh, never mind. We'll no, figure it we, out. Wait, I think. Right. We, wait, it's spinning, spinning. All right, I think we're live. I think that did it. Right. Write it down and ask me later, Kev. That uh, I don't. I don't think it. We're just texting. Something that you can't. You can't talk about on the air. Just we're just, right. just with it. Write it down text and then it. ask me when we're done recording. Text, 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 text. At text. that time, it'll be too late. It was about the reads. Oh, okay. What manscaped? So we'll just yeah. So we'll just wing it. Shave your balls. Happy Valentine's Day. What do you need to know? I printed three of them out. <laughs> Kevin came prepared tonight. Swap. We are in Valentine's Day lawnmower 3.0 uh, read. Oh, <laughs> what about the? We're not. We're not. We're not Super Bowls yet. Uh, no, I don't think so. Tony, are we at Super Bowls yet? Super Bowls? What does that mean? Is that some sort of reference to something? Yeah, it's a Super Bowl read. Oh, what's a Super Bowl? No, I didn't get a Super Bowl read yet. Yeah, well, you did. Kevin got it before you. What the <laughs> How did I get it? <laughs> I don't get anything. <laughs> Matt Dunn, oh, fuck no. Wait, in your 5,000 uh, pages of notes, you don't have the Manscaped Super Bowls read? I'll right. read it. Refined cologne, copy, and talking points. Well, look, I'll I'm sure we can wing it. It's not our first rodeo. I'll read the you know? shit out of this read. <laughs> Baby. Baby. All right, well, it's episode 517. Sure Sparks is. will fly <laughs> at the bomb fest. We got ourselves... Check that if you have been with us since like day one. Yes. If you're an old school women's wrestling creep like Tony Z. Right here. Have this like burnt DVR CD of Kayla Sparks matches that he brought for like a roll of nickels. Really? I think it was more than that, but all right. I don't know. I think it's funny. I read an article uh, about DVDs the other day. Ooh. Now people are still buying them because they're they collect they're collectors. Yes, but it's like a lost it's like a lost art the DVD world. Anyway, Kayla Sparks, we talked about her way at the beginning. I think there's even a watch along out there somewhere. No, yeah, maybe you know Might we kind of we kind of like, yeah, cut a lot way, of the old dead weight. Yeah, we cut the cancer out. Yes, uh, not, not the watch along, but people involved in the watch along. Uh, but Kayla Sparks is joining us tonight. This is like this was Tony's big super surprise that didn't spoil their appearance on our ninth anniversary show because <laughs> Tony forgot to tell uh, the most uh, popular guest that's ever been on this podcast in nine years. He managed to rack up seven appearances in, in six weeks, Miko. Uh, but this was Kayla Sparks. So Kayla joins us tonight. Uh, we're going to talk to her about uh, the killer divas. That's right. Diva killers. Diva killers, whatever. Uh, we're going to talk to her about her love for Sting. Sting. She's a Sting fan. Uh, and, uh, and whatever else. This is Tony's baby. Uh, this is all him. This is like two weeks, a couple weeks ago, and Tony doesn't, you know, if you listen, Tony doesn't speak during certain interviews. It's just me and Kevin. So this might be uh, just a Tony one. Me and Kevin might take a, we might go shot for shot every time Tony says something weird. Ooh. I did it right James. Son of a bitch. Oh, um, I'm have plenty of time once he starts gushing. And... <laughs> but I'm intrigued. The Sting thing intrigues me because at the end of the day, we're all fans. So, like, if you're a wrestler and you're still a, a super big fan, like, kind of, you know, we can all relate to that, right? Absolutely. I'm just going to see how many all righties and miladies I could get in there tonight just to, you know, make Matt happy. Oh, the my lady is a good one. Milady? <laughs> Milady? 
Thank you for Have joining us. Oh, brother. Plus, uh, huge news today. The WWE Network jumping over to, to Peacock. <laughs> Big news. Slam dunk, because I've been I've been jonesing for the office. Uh, and I one day I'm gonna finish watching 2001 of the uh, WWE, so I have to I have to continue. I, it's so funny. I have like six different rabbit hole, rabbit holes of WWE Network stuff that like it's like continue watching uh, the Wrestling Classic or Raw from 2002 or WCW from 1996. It's like so ridiculous. So I'm happy, and I think it's a win-win. We'll talk about it. We will talk show. about it. Plus, the Hardy Party showed up on Impact. AEW had a killer show. MLW. Uh, is stealing fucking Tony Z's gimmicks. Uh, New Japan, we got some new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Ring of Honor has a brand new top five list across the board. Uh, and, and we got Kevin's top five list. We oh, got games. A, we got Kayla Sparks. That's a real top So five. much more. All next, episode 517 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. This is the man who is stronger than death, Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. What's up, fuckers? I love the big package. And he's got those smelly balls. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> a fucking loser. Fuck the Shining Wizards. Episode 517 of The Shining Wizards, coming to you live on the rant, rantdmradio.com, coming to you live on the face space where you can see our beautiful faces once and forever and for always. It's Wrestling Talk. And talk about wrestling. Tony. That. Oh, and Kevin. Kevin. Sorry, I saw a headline. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And I had to Google a music video because I don't know anything about current music. Is it Lizzo? It's a uh, Bad Bunny is going to perform uh, the song Booker T at the Royal Rumble this weekend. Yeah, Bad Bunny, baby. It's La Playa. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that's Kevin just, just com- said either. Well, that's just because it's from a commercial. It's a Corona commercial. That's the only reason why I know. La Playa, but that but Bad Bunny I know because a former bartender at the Poor House in West Orange is obsessed with Bad Bunny, so she is always posting Bad Bunny stuff. So he's like a really really famous rapper from somewhere. So famous, he's Matt Latino. and I had no idea who it was. Uh, yeah, I don't. Nah, he's pretty big. Like if if you had to like pick like someone that like the rest of the world knew who he was, but like like. We wouldn't. It's him. But you knew. Well, I, I only knew because of her. 
It's the first all Spanish language album to reach number one in the 64 year history of the all genre chart, as well as number one on Apple Music. So this song's in Spanish, and it's a and Booker T is in the video, I believe. How do you say? I know he's in a he's in a Bad Bunny video, so it would make sense that this would be the one. How do you say? Can you dig it in Spanish? He looks Uh, like a fucking. I believe it's the same way you say. Oh, please don't play that cake Eat your cake and finish. (laughs) Take the cake and finish. It's the same thing. Uh, The languages are very similar, Tony. It has 39 million views on YouTube. I'm I'm telling you, this this Bad Bunny cat is, like, legit famous. Like a world, world, world famous star. Uh, Do you think anyone cares, though? Yeah, I think so. Like, would, he, like he's like signed up for the WWE Network to watch Bad Bunny perform a song at the Royal Rumble. Oh, it's a totally different question. You'd ask me if you could ask me if I would sign up for the WWE Network to watch the Royal Rumble, and I'd still be questionable. On sure, that. but they're bringing in Bad Bunny so he can bring in, I guess, new fans. Uh, I up- guess, I guess his equivalent, if you want to like date ourselves, would be. Like Pitbull. Remember how like famous Pitbull was without really being and I'm not saying his music is anything like Pitbull's because I have no clue. But I'm saying like Pitbull was famous to like everyone else, but not really famous. But I think Bad Bunny is like even more famous than Pitbull was. Why can't the WWE just be a wrestling company? Matt, come on, they've done this forever. Stop it. This is terrible. Wait, 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 wait. You, wait. How could we be wait, terrible wait, if you don't even know who he is? Wait, wait, you, wait, wait, wait. You want to hear this song? Yeah, all right, all if right, you're listening fine, to sure. a song, that's one thing. Are you going to get booted the, off of the YouTube? Well, were you a fan we'll, of... We'll talk over it. It's not a big deal. Just play are you, for a Were seconds. you a Kid Rock guy? Were you a, you no. know... Exactly. And Kid Rock was there. Were Probably you... Not. I mean, we might be fans of Willie Nelson, but how many Willie Nelson songs have you ever actually heard? Ever. Road Again. Okay, there you go. It's a great song. It's a great, it's a great tune. When little Matt Bowman had no idea who fucking Willie Nelson exactly. was. Exactly. So, I mean... TL, not TLC, uh, actually did TLC before, but Salt and Pepper. Were you Salt, Salt and Pepper was the biggest act in the world when LT came out. What a man, what a man. That's right. What a mighty, what a mighty big man. So just because we don't appreciate the music. Oh, yeah, this is all Booker right. This is Booker T. This guy's rings on. Booker T. This is the bad bunny. This is. Oh, this is great. Is it? Oh, it's. Okay, really? This is great. It ain't no Gungam style. <laughs> I, I, is that that's Booker T? <laughs> yep, he's literally just standing in the middle of like a a room. And this dude is just oh, wrapping around him. Comer mi taco, sucker! <laughs> that means he's going to do a bunny rooney. That means eat my tacos, sucker. <laughs> a spin a bunny. A batter rooney. A batter bunny. A batter boonie. Ooh, bad and boonie. Bad and boonie. No, All right, are we done playing the bad loony bunny or whatever? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass on this. Might pass on the Royal Rumble too. Because yeah. co- wait, 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 wait! You're gonna pass on the Rumble? Come on! What How you are you gonna pass on the Royal Rumble, dude? Seriously, right, Tony, Tony, that's human. He's gonna, he's gonna easily. He's gonna, you're gonna watch it. Stop. Of course he is. Of course not, he is. You might not go out of your way to watch it. You may watch it on Monday or Tuesday or Can't, Wednesday. I'll tell you why he's gonna watch it. 
because we're opening season three of the picks on Royal Rumble Sunday. So uh, he's got to figure he, he's got to get a leg up on me this year. Yeah, That's the problem. Get anything up on you. Did so you I finish could throw fucking darts at the wall and I could have <laughs> decent WWE picks? Kev, didn't you win last year? No, that was Matt. You won last year? No. What? Oh, no. It was Tony. It was you. Oh, last year. Oh, last year. <laughs> All right, so we're in a new we're in a new pick year. So I was going by like this past picks, and then last you said you won, year, yes, but you yes. said you won last year, or you said Matt won. Whatever. I don't remember. I don't know which one you won. I'm gonna. Won. I know what you're trying to say, Tony. I've never won. I get it, but you know what? I've always been in second place, and I know what you're gonna say. It still means I'm a fucking loser, <laughs> but I've never been at the bottom of the ladder. I've always been in the middle. Yeah, isn't it funny? We climb over you and we climb back down over you. <laughs> oh, I'm hanging You up. are the ladder. You're not at the bottom now, of the ladder. You are the ladder. Who, me? Uh, Tony, if I recall, you were going to dole out our our uh, punishments today. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. I'm saving it for later. It's all set. It's okay. all set. Okay. I just I didn't know if we were trying to. That's a teaser, right? Te- that's what we call it in the business, a teaser. Stay right, so tuned. So tune in next week live here on the Rant Rantamradio.com, live on Facebook. Shining Wizards, T-Donk, the champion, if you will, will be doling out the punishments for myself and second place champion. Second place champion. You know what second place means? You're the first loser. I will give the WWE credit. It doesn't seem like the Royal Rumble winner is clear and cut this year. No, definitely not. This this one is like, pfft, I don't know what they're going to do with it. But I don't care about the women's. Like, I, I can't sit through because I think if it's uh, last year is any indication, it's probably going to be terrible because they do a lot of laying around. Who won last women year? Women do. Who? Uh, uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Char- oh, that's right. And then she challenged What's-Her-Nuts for the NXT title, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, thanks for thanks for bringing up that memory. That was... Uh... You asked the question, Tony. You said who won last year. Because I honestly forgot. And then you forgot. went on and said, and then she challenged Rhea Ripley from NXT. And then you thanked Matt for bringing up the memory that you brought up. Okay. Well, I honestly didn't remember. And then when Matt mentioned her name, all the bad memories started coming back. So That was a great feud. I enjoyed that. Uh, me, I mean, not so much. I was still very corporate. So. Well, of course you were. I mean, it's it's the the women's Royal Rumble hasn't always been terrible. I liked when Becky Lynch won. That was that was some pretty cool storytelling, wasn't it? Uh, uh what was her name? Wasn't Lana the one that got hurt? She got jumped, and Becky kind of hobbled out and said, "Give me the spot." And Fit Finley's like, "There you go." Yeah, it was something like that. That was that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that Rumble. That was where Edge came back, right? No, Edge came back last year. I thought Edge came back in 2019 Rumble. No, 2020. Oh, 2020 Rumble. Oh, my God, I forgot that Rumble was live in front of an audience. Yes. Wow. So Edge won in 2020, and then the same Rumble that Becky won, Nia Jax did the same thing and tried to get into the, and got into the men's Rumble by beating the shit out of, I think it was R-Truth, and then she got eliminated. So the same Rumble, you had Becky Lynch taking a spot. And you had Nia Jax taking his count. Wait, Edge didn't win that Rumble. He didn't win. No, you you said Kevin just said he did. No, yes, he did. Go back and listen. Trust me, he did. If I said he won it, I misspoke. Okay, well, that's why I'm just questioning because I wasn't sure that he won it or not. No, he he got eliminated by I think Roman Reigns. Uh, He was in the final four. Yeah, who won that Rumble? Roman Reigns did. No, which one? Just Last year. Be clear on what Rumble 2020. 2020. 
Drew McIntyre. Oh, that's right. Claymore won. I don't remember any of this. I don't remember. You know what I do remember? I do remember Claymore had to defend the championship at WrestleMania after he won it against Big Show. Do you remember that? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Talking about bad memories. Uh, Kevin, to your point, I will not watch the Royal Rumble. I have zero interest in it. You won't watch it at all? It's so bad. I go on fucking Twitter. I'll see what I need to see. Sit through a fucking hour of garbage. Terrible spots. Kofi using a fucking chair to hop around the Thunderdome. I don't give a shit about that. What am I, seven? Oh, come on, dude. That's the Kofi spot. It's fucking dumb. It's the same thing every year. There's nothing new and original. See, my thought was... Do the Royal Rumble simultaneously like you did Money in the uh, Money in the Bank. So you want him to do like uh, a cinematic Royal Rumble? No, not necessarily. Do two rings like you do for War Games. Have the men's in one ring, the women's in the other ring. Start them off with two and two, and then every minute a man comes out, a woman comes out, a man comes out, a woman comes out. Keep it moving. And then eventually you have like that little teaser thing like, oh, two people hit the ropes at the same time and they collided into each other. Now they're just giving each other a stare down. You know what I'm saying? And then at one point, some cocky heel from the men's side climbs into the women's side like he's going to be a big tough guy. And then the women give him the beat down and then throw him out. You could have like little stories like that going on at the same time. Oh, I see the disgust on both of your faces. <laughs> can I... Can I can I just co- comment on how? Yeah, comment. Go ahead. That that it that it that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, that's a comment, Matt. You had something Absolute to say? Most ridiculous. Dumb no, statement. I have not. That's. I thought you hated intergender wrestling. I do, but if it's a guy trying to show off and the women beat him up and toss him out, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but then if it happens the other way around, you're gonna piss and moan. Yes, I am. You're damn right. So you can't have it one the, Yes, you can. The, the whole thing about the Royal Rumble is how it, how it creates storylines amongst the brands and amongst, like, unless you're going to have a match full, unless you're going to have a WrestleMania full of intergender matches, it makes absolutely no sense to waste time creating interactions between the two in Royal Rumble matches. Look, no I'm, coming up with idea, I'm coming up with ideas to try to get somebody like Matt, who doesn't give a shit about the Royal Rumble anymore, to actually maybe, oh, this is interesting. I don't know. See, it does, if it doesn't work, it doesn't uh, work. But here, here's the thing. Matt's in the minority. Matt's in the minority of people that don't care about the Royal Rumble, I feel like. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think that's still true. I think that's still true. I haven't watched a WrestleMania in like four years. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a different ballgame. You didn't watch that's, any of last year's WrestleMania? Uh, I think I saw the Boneyard match. Okay, well, that was probably the most important thing to watch. You enjoyed that, though, no? But it was okay for what it was. Yeah, exactly. Look, I'm just not into the WWE product does not do anything for me. No, I I, I get it. There's a lot of people in that position. Because they do the same thing every year, and they dust off a Goldberg. They dust off John Cena. They dust off The Rock. They bring back Brock. I don't care about that. I want to see Keith Lee. I want to see Adam Cole. I want to see Alistair Black. What is Alistair Black doing on WWE TV? Is he even on WWE TV? Oh, that's, you know, somebody well, posted. Matt, that's so- what the Royal Rumble is for. For what? For him to fucking get eliminated by the fucking big show because he's the surprise yeah. entrant? Yep, exactly, Matt. Exactly right. 100%. And you know what's funny? Uh, I guess because the Dusty Road Classic is going on. Matt, 
they they posted a picture of Alistair Black and Ricochet together. Remember when they came up together and then they kind of went their separate ways and then Alistair Black just disappeared? Remember that? I remember that. He, he was drafted to, to SmackDown. I, I guess they smacked him away. I don't know. I but, haven't seen hide nor hair Matt, of him. Here's, here's my thing. All right, so you're complaining about Alistair Black not being on TV. Now, maybe they're keeping him off to bring him back for the Rumble. That gets him back on TV. So now whether or not you're complaining about him not being in the main event, that's a different argument. But if you're complaining about him not being on TV, holding him off to the Rumble is usually a good spot to be in to be brought back. Brought back for just for the Rumble? No, 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 to be brought back and, and in a program going towards WrestleMania. What? Please enlighten me. What kind of program? See, now here's the thing. Your expectations are too high for everyone then. No, my give me something I'm interested in. Don't give me Alexa Bliss throwing fucking fire at Randy Orton. Okay. And then him coming out looking like a fucking burn victim All next right. week. So props to-, to him for committing to the burn angle, but this whole like the fiend, Randy Orton, like I don't give a shit about. Okay, it. all right, but but it's you're changing, but you're changing gears. What Kevin's point yeah. is, say he gets into the Rumble, and I don't know who's the Intercontinental Champion. Maybe he eliminates eliminates Shinsuke Nakamura, and now there's a feud for the Intercontinental e. title. Or maybe it's, it's Big e. e. Maybe he goes after Big E. Maybe they get a match at Mania. We don't know, and maybe they build on on it going into Fastlane. I don't know. But Kevin's right. That, when somebody pops that would back be in, great. But I have zero faith in anything the WWE does. Well, didn't didn't when Edge come came back, they did the whole spot with the with uh, rated uh, rated Edge, whatever the team was rated called. RKO. Yeah, and yeah. then they went on to Mania and they had a great match. And then unfortunately, Edge got hurt. But but that's something that would build. I know what you're saying. They bring a lot of guys back and they wind up wasting them. You would hope that if they brought back somebody like Aleister Black, that they would have something for him to get him up to at least a decent level and maybe get him on WrestleMania. It's just too much hokey, bad writing garbage that I don't I'm not wasting my time. My time is valuable. To I me. understand. That's and you right. watch a lot of wrestling to begin with. I get it. And I watch what I like. hundred percent. That's the Royal Rumble because it's the Royal Rumble. Because, you know, oh, I have to sit down and waste fucking three hours of my life watching something I'm not going to enjoy. Why would I do that to myself? Nobody's right. saying you would. Ah, But a lot of people do that. People on the Internet. I mean, I mean, I sit, I, I, I'll watch four hours of Wrestle Kingdom. I don't necessarily care for all that. And I do it. You do it because you want to, or you do it for the podcast. I do it for the podcast. No, you I don't do have it. To do that though. I mean, I watch it probably fifty fifty for the podcast, but because I enjoy it. I, I admit, right, Wrestle, Wrestle this... Kingdom was a bad example because I actually do enjoy Wrestle Kingdom most of the time, and it, it kind of reinvigorates my love for New Japan. That kind of just goes away after that, anyway. So, I mean, it, yeah, it's for the podcast, and also because I know that you, you have a very strong opinion of new Japan and how much you like it. So I usually I just end up talking about it and you guys just sit there and look at me. Oh, come on, dude. Like when you're talking about road to road to Takahashi's house, I don't really care about that. But when you're talking about wrestle kingdom or the G one, I'm in on that stuff. You know, I watch it. Don't you You laugh at me. You love the road to Takahashi's house. I wish I knew where it was. I'd go visit him. (laughs) It's right next to Russell house. Probably. But seriously, like, there's stuff like, nah, like, like when Matt's I like, listen, I don't, I don't blame Matt at all. I, no, I, I don't blame I Matt at all. Easily, I don't watch WWE. Yeah, but when right Matt's now, like, I don't. 
Matt's like week 15 of like the road to the mask wearing square. I'm like, I really don't care about that. But Wrestle Kingdom's coming up. Yeah, man. I want to follow the stories. I'm getting in on that. That's and awesome. I can easily to me. read the Royal Rumble results and bullshit my way through a podcast about it. Well, of course. Yeah. Here's a there's a shocker, people. <laughs> I just I, I guess it's still I guess it's still nostalgic for me that the Royal Rumble will always have. Um, and part of it is because it's the only thing about despite in itself how some of the things never change, like the Kofi stuff, which completely jumped the shark and all that stuff. I could do without all that, Matt. Absolutely all that. But part of, of, of the appeal of the Royal Rumble to me and probably to a lot of fans that probably only come back for the Royal Rumble is that for one night, it is something different from everything else you see during the year in terms of the actual match. So I think that's why. And listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that the booking is going to be fantastic. It probably won't. I just won't. WrestleMania is probably going to be goofy as hell. So I just want it. you to know that there's people in the chat room that kind of dig the idea of simultaneous Royal Rumbles. So huzzah to both of you. To who? The two people that like the idea? Look, man, your idea may sound great on paper. Just go watch a fucking World War Three. There's three rings there. No, the cameras can't keep track of anything. Yeah. The commentators don't know what the fuck is going on. You're also talking about WCW production, dude. Come on. W, look, WCW had pretty decent production. Okay? Decent. Okay. Too decent. much. There's too much going on. You're, what are you going to do? Split screen? No, no, no. But But look. World War Three is 60 people starting. Royal Rumble is a person every minute, a person every two minutes. So you constantly have movement going in, coming out, and all that nonsense. But, you're never going to have no 60 people at the same time in a Royal Rumble. You're just not. Uh, you don't you know, know that, no not unless everybody there's, there's, gets in no, there at the same time. All right, one at a time, one at a time. There's no, point in ha there's no point. I'm sorry. There's no point. I think my internet's a little behind. There's no point in having two Royal Rumbles at the same time if none if a very few of the stories are actually going to inter intertwine, it just makes no sense. Because then what if you have a story on the men's side? What are you going to cut? You can, you say you have Alistair Black and Big E going at it on the one side to set up the WrestleMania feud. What are you going to cut to Lacey Evans eliminating Shotzi Blackheart? Like, what are you, like, you going to do? Yes. Like, it just does <laughs> it, just, it just wouldn't work. Like, I took, in theory, Tony, it's not the worst idea. Like, in, your, in an imagination of bubble world, yes. But realistically, it can never, ever happen. And to be fair, I see all I get. All unless, my, oh, sorry, Kevin. Unless really we're cool. fighting for this. Kevin's very choppy. <laughs> very choppy? What does he have his shoes choppy. off? <laughs> see if he comes back. Good. Here he is. <laughs> very choppy, Kev. Sorry, we missed the end, end tail of your rant. <laughs> um, I said, to be fair. I, oh, sorry, Kev. Go ahead. This is not going to work. Um, oh, no. <laughs> let me. Um, let you anyway, it would make no sense unless they were all fighting for the same thing. It was two Royal Rumbles, men and women, and they're all fighting for the same thing. That's it. Like if they were fighting for like a package of English muffins, then it would make sense. <sighs> who wouldn't That's fight? Right. Who wouldn't fight for a package of English muffins? Come on. A little toasty, a little butter in the nooks and crannies. That's good stuff. Now, to, be, to be fair, I don't watch WWE. I see all the clips on the social media. Uh, SmackDown is clearly a thousand times better than Monday Night Raw. Uh, and the Roman Reigns stuff is really good from what I've seen. But I still have no interest to sit down and watch. Now, let me, well, let me ask you. Raw, two hours of the Smack Face. Bailey and Sasha Banks are still on SmackDown as well, right? Yeah, but Sasha Banks, I think, is going after uh, Carmella. 
but is Carmella on SmackDown? Like, but they're all there, right? Like, that was the big story of the past year. Like, they were always consistently like feuding and working. Bailey Bailey is now in a feud with Bianca Belair, but they're on SmackDown. Sasha Banks, yes. Okay, all all four of them are on SmackDown. They did an obstacle course the other night. Ooh, tell me about the obstacle course, please. I'm begging you. Bianca Belair carried Otis. That's all I saw. This actually might be a good time for me to try to restart my computer to get better internet connection, so I'm not choppy. <laughs> if you're going to talk about a Bianca Belair obstacle course, well, uh, our guest should be calling in momentarily. Oh, she's in the also... queue whenever we're ready. So, oh, she's in the queue. Of course, because there's this super superstar spectacle. India special is tomorrow morning too. This sounds awesome. I'm, I agree with Tony. Fucking douchebag. I agree with no, Tony. Don't you I dare call agree with Tony. How dare you? This sounds amazing. Dude, I've been going back and watching the Ring Cock King stuff with WWE oh, wow. running this stuff. It's going to be awesome. I can't awesome. get you to watch the Road to New Beginnings, but you're watching <laughs> fucking Ring Cock hey, King. Hey, hey, I watched both nights of Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash. That's got to count for something. Yeah, it does. And you watch fucking Ring Cock King. You'll be watching this dog shit at 730 tomorrow morning. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Sanjay. Ring Cock King was genius. Ugh. Hey, Rinka King had Scott Steiner. How could you go wrong with that? So did NWA Power, and both of them are out of fucking business. Oh, now, come so. on. NWA's coming back. You wait. You just wait. Don't you laugh at the NWA. How how dare you insult things that I like in wrestling? How dare you? Point, All right, Tony. what do you got? Finger cuffs? You know, pop her up? <laughs> wow. You guys are awful. I want to know if Kayla Sparks is going to watch about Rinka King. How am I awful? <laughs> I want to know if Kayla Sparks is going to watch the fucking Royal Rumble. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I think she, I think she, she, she's uh still queuing up. It takes a second. Queuing up. There, there we she... go. Hey guys. Hi Kayla. How Kayla. you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. We are, are you gonna watch? Are you gonna watch the fucking Royal Rumble this weekend? I I I will. <laughs> I've been I've been actually I've been following wrestling. Um, I haven't been following it lately, but yeah. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> Is it like a nostalgia thing? Like you like yeah. the Royal Rumble? Okay. That's yeah. fair. We were just having a conversation. I will not be watching the uh, Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's a curmudgeon. Matt doesn't like anything WWE has to offer anymore. You are a curmudgeon. And then you have uh-huh. the nerve to yell at me about what I what I watch and don't watch. How dare you? I'm still upset. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in case you're living under a rock, this is, and Kevin just left. Goodbye, Kevin. Um, welcome to the show right now. A legend amongst the Shining Wizards and a favorite of mine. Um, let me just give some allocates here. Most inspired wrestler of 2002, the best female wrestler in World of Hurt Wrestling 2005, former World of Hurt Wrestling women's champion, and she made a triumphant return in 2019. Unfortunately, I missed out on it because I'm an idiot. The one and only Kayla Sparks. Kayla, proper intro. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much, Tony. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Matt. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks for joining us. Sorry you missed out on our nine-year anniversary extravaganza. Oh, no. (laughs) You would have been the other guest of Tony's who didn't ruin his surprise. So it would have been. Hey, I like Miko. I'm sorry I missed it. (laughs) Oh, it's fine. It's it's great to have you here now. I just want to, before we get into anything with your career, these guys have been pestering me. They We want to know about Kayla Sparks. I'm going to drop some knowledge on you guys right now. Did Did you know that Kayla had the privilege of working through her illustrious career with not only Tony Mamaluke, not only Sumi Sakai, not only Alicia Edwards and Velvet Sky, 
but Bobby Fish and one that surprised the hell out of me, Brody Lee. Brody Lee was oh, a, yeah. a brand new in the business when he was working with Kayla and Mr. Ville. How's that for history? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You did your homework. Thanks, Tony. I always do <laughs> yeah, my homework. Cooper Boy, too. <laughs> Rest in peace. No, Not absolutely. Um, real quick, what was it like to work with I Brody? Feel really I feel mean... bad. His family, I, um, I wrestled with his wife, Amanda. Really? Well, she See... went by Sydney back then. Okay, mm-hmm. that was her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. Little little things. She used things. to wrestle back in the day. That's that's him. that's pretty cool. Um, so what was yeah. your experience like? I I know that you were fairly you know uh, young in the business, and I know he was at the time. What was that like? Uh, any any? Oh, it was it was so fun back then. Like uh, I know I was only thirteen when I started, which crazy. is crazy. My my parents weren't really. <laughs> yeah, I know it was it was pretty young to to be in wrestling, but. My parents weren't that crazy about it, but I, I saw there was a commercial on TV and it says, do you want to be a pro wrestler? And I, I saw that with my mom and I'm like, yes, that's what I want to do. I, I knew it since I was um, since I was three years old that I wanted to, to be a pro wrestler. So Wait, hold on. 13? <laughs> 13. Yeah, I know. It's crazy because like nowadays you need like slips, permission slips, like you have to be like 18 or to start but yeah things are different back then but it's not that long ago uh i mean well it was two th- it was 2002 when i started We're fucking 13 in 2002 yeah, oh my was, god oh man you're like a baby what are we doing i know if we, i know it if we, oh. yeah if we remember correctly when we did that and now and now I'm, now i'm an old fart i'm 32 <laughs> Well, if you're an old fart, you're among a bunch of fucking yeah. fossils. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if you remember I that, know, that Jersey like... All Pro thing, Matt, we had to we had to sign a waiver, and I think Jay Lethal actually was the only on the only way he could be there was if his parents signed for him because he wasn't 18 um, at the time either. Wow. No, but there's a big difference yeah. between being like 17 and being 13. She's just getting like her girl yeah. parts. Like she should be doing girl stuff. <laughs> I know. I was basically like going into high school. Yeah, that was and it. You know what? It was a lot of fun. And I felt um, I started wrestling. It was a place called 24 seven wrestling. And um, there were uh, two trainers there, Chip Stetson and Travis Entum. And um, they were really great there because they were really about like safety. Did it... Sorry, they she froze up. I think Kevin froze up too. Oh, teaching Kevin's everyone back. like how to. <laughs> no, okay, I... so you said you. Can you guys see me? I think there's a bad connection. Yeah, yeah, oh, and it froze good. up a little bit, but you're good. You're good. So you said you okay. knew when you were three. So if you were 13 in 2002, and then you were 1992, you were three. What? Yeah, so. What was the like the defining moment for you where you were like, that's, I want to do that. I want to be a wrestler. Um, I, I just, I loved watching my, I, my dad would sit me on the, his recliner. We would watch pro wrestling every morning, um, on Saturday morning and, um, Hulk Hogan and ultimate warrior were my, my favorites back then. <laughs> there's a bit, I like to find there's a video of me somewhere where, um, I was opening a present and it was, um, you could hear me say like Hogan warrior. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But I'm I was sorry, like, Kogan. I was obsessed with wrestling ever since I was little. Yeah. 
but yeah, those were the days. I just, I just always knew like, and I always, we always grew up watching wrestling on TV. Like we watch as a family and, um, yeah, when I saw that, when I saw that commercial, I was like, when I was 13, I was like, that's what I want to do. And I always, I just always knew I wanted to do it. <laughs> so when you first started, um, who were your influences at that point? Like, I know, I know that, uh, recently, you know, the picture was going around with you and Sting and Sting was your inspiration. But when you first started, I can't help but notice there's like a, a Hardy's uh, influence there with your gear and everything. Uh, so we're talking like a little <laughs> bit on the attitude era. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so who? Yeah, al- I um, I loved watching like 90s wrestling was the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely my my inspirations were I loved watching The Undertaker was my all-time favorite sting obviously and um the hardy boys and uh china i really um i loved watching her because she could wrestle the guys and the girls and i really she was like one of my big inspirations to like start getting into wrestling too no that's cool and especially uh i know you mentioned uh travis and you, and you mentioned chip and a lot of your early work is uh you know against some of the younger guys and you can tell like when you watch some of the older matches like from 2002 2003 that whole like 24 7 group i don't know if that morphed into world of hurt or if they were associated at all but uh you know like a lot of that they were they were separate yeah 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 24 7 was like separate um and world of hurt they were both like local um two companies and been connected in new york and uh yeah 24 7 was my main um then i went to world of hurt and um because i was the only girl at the time at 24 7 so um all i could wrestle was guys which was cool because you know it taught you like to hold your own in the ring and like it really builds like your character and stuff and a lot of everyone there was also it was like our little own family because everyone was like protecting each other and it was a lot of fun like Brody lee was there um yeah. And then World of Hurt, I came and there were there was only two other females at the time. It was uh, Miss DeVille and Barbie. So we had a lot of matches together yeah, that, and intergender matches, which were fun. That, that's so, that's what I was going to get into. Um, this yeah. is this is this the first time that you met Miss DeVille? Because I know you guys, you know, you're going to run parallel for a long time in your career. Yeah, we uh, we first met in World of Hurt. Yep. And you guys just hit it off right away because. Yep. Yeah, we de- yeah we definitely hit it off. Like we have like similar personalities. Like we're fun. We like we're like crazy. We like to, uh, like outgoing and stuff. So we came up with the idea like Diva Killers was our thing because um, at the time it was a lot of like the diva stuff going on in WWE. So and we were all about wrestling and um, you know making a name for ourselves. I guess so. We kind of just like went with it. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys wound up not only being partners, but, of course, you know, like you said, with only three of you involved in World of Hurt, you wound up being enemies a lot of yeah. the time as well. No, but I, I think it was yeah. cool because for the three of you being so young and new in the business, like, you guys actually did have a lot of chemistry together, and, you know, you had the chance with the three of you to actually, I guess, get a feel for things, being able to work things out together, and it shows. You could tell in the matches that you guys were just getting better and better. There was one match you guys had. It was a three-on-one, and I can't forget the gentleman's name. Danger. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun match. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It yeah. was cool. Like you, you yeah. could, you could tell the story where you guys are all taking your shots and then trying to team up on them. And then, you know, some other guys had to come in and interfere and whatnot. Of course that always happens. Yeah. 
yeah, that was really cool at the time because like we were like the three girls in World of Her and it was the storyline buildup was really cool because um it was like it was it was like girl power and like we were like, you know, he was trying to say girls don't belong in the ring and that kind of stuff. So it was really fun that match. I remember it. <laughs> the choke slams weren't fun, but we held our own. <laughs> You know what? It, it's funny you brought that up. All right, so you're 13. You're getting into the mm-hmm. business. What's that first bump like? Oh, man, that was rough. <laughs> I remember that. What? Yeah, that wasn't fun. <laughs> so d- did it change your mind? Did it make you rethink, like, why you were getting into it? Or was it like, you know, after you shake it off, you're like, okay, I think I can handle this. Yeah, definitely shake it off. and Because, like, like, I knew this is what I wanted to do. I was like, oh, man, that hurts. But you know what? You get up. <laughs> and you do it again till I mean it's not something you get used to it, but yeah, the first the first couple bumps were definitely stings. So <laughs> Matt, did you have how, something? How did how did your your peers when you were like 13, 14, like did your friends understand like Kayla can't go to the dance because she's going to wrestle <laughs> 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 in Ontario or Syracuse? Like what was yeah. that like for you being so young getting to travel? the road and see the, the countryside you know what that's a good question because i actually i did go to my prom my junior prom and i brought i brought a wrestler with me <laughs> so i felt like i was like the popular like cool girl because i wasn't really popular in school and i'm like yeah i got my wrestler friend with me so that was fun but yeah i did um my friends actually did go to my wrestling shows like not the local ones but if they were too far they didn't go <laughs> hey kitty um but uh yeah it was definitely fun doing that my friends would come to the shows and my family and they would all support me and stuff which was a lot of fun but I mostly um I mostly went to the the going away shows um with my mom my mom came because I was young I couldn't drive yet (laughs) so that was fun that makes sense so my mom and I have fun road trips yeah (laughs) so so what is what is that like when as an independent wrestler (laughs) where you're basically depending on your family um for everything maybe to be a part of the crowd maybe to to just get you places what it, what is that like especially wrestling in places where maybe your family is like half the crowd like what like what what is that like for a performer <laughs> that actually that's a good one that actually happened where there's like some sometimes there was like three people in the crowd or you know your people which that was a lot to me but like yeah, it was, it was, um, I always just always put 110% when, if there was like three people in the crowd or like, you know, hundreds of people in the crowd, I just always gave it my all. Cause I, I loved what I, I did back then. So. On, on both sides of the spectrum, <laughs> on both ends, what was the least amount of people that you performed in front of? And what were the most amount of people you performed in front of? I can't remember numbers, but probably there had to be like a handful of people probably. That was probably when um, it was really cold outside and no one wanted to go to go out or something. But the most I think I ever performed in front of, I'm trying to think, it had to be probably 2CW. And I think that was in Syracuse at the time. Was the defi- that was cool. I think it was at the On Center over yeah. there. Definitely wasn't ECPW. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, I know, we know, we know. Tony, Tony was a trainee at at the Gino Caruso school a very long time ago. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, as, as a matter of fact, I was, awesome. I was getting out of the business when you were getting into the business. <laughs> That's how long. Really? Aw. Yeah. yeah, I'm old. Well, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was for the better because you 
probably would have been a shitty professional wrestler, Tony. Who, me? I was <laughs> fine. What are you talking <laughs> about? I don't like this. I don't, I don't like the fact that Matt's picking I don't on like, me tonight. I don't like your gimmick, man. You don't like, like my gimmick. gimmick. You, you don't like it? No, you were better than that. Yeah, but it's your first gimmick. I mean, what are you going to do? You settled with the Countess. You were in the Army of Darkness. Listen, it was terrible. Listen, first of all, it's not about me. Oh, no. Second of all, I didn't have a great gimmick like Kayla Sparks. You know what I'm saying? Come on. You're doing the J-O-B for Gino? Aww. Not even Italian? Come on. Gino's Irish. So what? It's close enough. <laughs> it's fraudulent. That's what it is. <laughs> Kayla, what was, what was training like back then? As opposed as opposed to what you've kind of seen now, is it is it still is it still was it basically just like basic now that wrestling has evolved so much? Um, do you think that if you were to train right now, you would get different basics or different uh, styles of learning than you did then? Um, that's a good question. Actually, um, I feel like it's the same because wrestling. I mean, you know, wrestling has evolved, but one of the main things that they always taught us was like psychology in the ring and, you know, telling a story, um, you know, always been the other one, you know, safe in the ring basics, like, you know, how to, how to make it look um, like authentic and to be, you know, bring out your character more in the ring. And, you know, that I feel like it would have been the same. What yeah. was, <laughs> what was, let me see. I'm going to pick a random number here. <laughs> what was the, third drill you learned um wow i'm trying to, i can't remember the, the number but i there was always one that stuck in my mind where um you know the one would head off the ropes um the other would drop down and then the other one um <laughs> jump over them you know our um, yep. hip toss arm drag get up <laughs> that kind of drills those are those are that actually I was like in the best shape of my life when I was wrestling because a lot of it is um, cardio and like, yeah, they yeah. really pushed. Yeah. All right. So that, <laughs> that drills. is, that is probably the most random question I've ever asked on this podcast. So <laughs> it was a good question though. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, so you get it, you start young and then it's kind of, you get out young too. Um, yeah. Was it just, it was time for you to do something else or to run its course or what was the decision in you? Yeah, you, up you know what? Um, boots, whatever. That's a good question. Um, I, I had, I don't know if anyone knew, but I had um, at that point, I know a lot of wrestlers get concussions, but um, I think I was like 17 around the time I retired, but I had two concussions on my plate and I wasn't feeling a hundred percent in the ring and I would get a lot of um, vertigo where you get really dizzy and you kind of, it, it scared me because the second time I remember I kind of blacked out for a couple seconds in the ring and um, I couldn't, I couldn't stand up for like two hours after the ring and I had to go rush to the ER after. So like after that, it was never like quite the right. same. And years after I just always got vertigo and it like, you just, it's not fun when you're, when you feel off balance and it's, it's kind of debilitating because you can't really do a lot in the ring when you can't like stand up or like move around. So yeah, that was scary. That was one of the main reasons why I stopped. So then getting back in the ring in 2019, yeah. was that, it was it like riding a bike? You just kind of, you got back yeah. in there and it was good to go. Yeah, it was, it was definitely like riding a bike. It was like, at least at like 12 plus years since I was in the ring. So I was a little rusty, but um, it actually was like, I felt like it came full circle because um, Chip, my trainer I was telling you about was actually helping 
helping us out was um back with Mr. Ville in the ring, our return match, and he was helping us train together. And um it was really fun doing that. And uh I did kind of get my my uh concussion vertigo stuff back again, but it was only it was only like temporary. So but yeah, it was a lot of fun like getting back into the ring um and doing that again. <laughs> Kev, we can't hear you. Your mic's not on. I'm I'm, I'm unmuting. Did you prepare oh, any no, different? Oh no, sorry. No, we're good. <laughs> no, no, Did you prepare? Good. I'm gonna say this for the oh, 18th no. time, only a second on a <laughs> on an actual live mic. But uh, <laughs> did you did you prepare any differently? Like, were there any precautions? Were you not willing to do certain things? Does stuff like getting hurt again cross your mind yeah. at all when when you do all these sorts of things again? Yeah, definitely. It was on my mind. Um, getting hurt again uh but uh I just kind of I I knew like because I'm older now so like I knew like what my strengths and weaknesses were so like I knew like what to do or not to do in the ring now that we're like older and we haven't been in the ring a lot but we did do practice and like we were doing the same you know similar stuff that we were back then but of course we're not like 13 17 anymore so we can't do a lot of the flips and stuff but you know what it did kind of put a spark back in me pun intended I guess spark um but uh it it made me want to like get back in the ring again doing it but it was a lot of fun just like being around the guys that um the guys and girls in the locker room at World of Hurt it just brought back a lot of good do you you think do you think that's something you can handle yeah I don't know you never say never but I mean I'm still I'm still I'm still young enough to if I wanted to get back into it um so never say never right (laughs) Who did you uh who'd you work with in that last match? It was uh Mr. Bill again. <laughs> we had a it's always like us wrestling each other, it seems, yeah, at World of Hurt. Yep. That was a lot of fun though. <laughs> is she your um, favorite And opponent? actually Oh sorry, I was gonna I was gonna interject it was fun because the godfather was there at the show. Did he ask you to be the, one of his hosts? <laughs> No, <laughs> no, he didn't. I, but it was funny. The Godfather was like, the Godfather was like, I need some hose. I would have been all about that. I would have found a wig. I would have, I would have stuffed. I mean, I don't necessarily need to stuff my shirt because I'm a little fat guy. But I would have been all. I would have been a hoe for life. That would have been awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was actually funny though because he came out because there was these two guys that came out. They didn't like women's wrestling, and he came out to like support women's wrestling. And um, he came out and um. We did the whole train on the two guys in the turnbuckle. We took turns. It was uh, Chris, did, it was uh, Mr. Bill, me, and then Chip did it because he was the special guest referee. And then the Godfather did it. It was really that's funny. Awesome. <laughs> that's, but, a, that's, that's a fun story. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun match. <laughs> Good memories. Just so you know, when we're done with this interview, these guys are going to yeah. be like, you asked her if she would be a hoe. Wasn't, wasn't being rude. No, not That's at all. A fair question. It's, it's, I would no. be a hoe. It's much I better. Know. Than, I don't know. <laughs> it was funny. I mean, it's not the best question I've ever heard. No, it's definitely <laughs> not the worst. Not you the know, worst. there were, uh, I think Lita and Victoria were his hoes back in the day before they got, like, before they were wrestling. And That's so true. was Mrs. Foley. Really? Oh, wow. <sighs> yep. <laughs> Wait, Lita was a hoe? I think. <laughs> I remember that. Like her Victoria were. I mean, Edge, Matt Hardy, CM Punk. Oh, come on now. Really? Now you went too far. Hold on. See, see, Matt, this is where 
like the character's name is Ho. They're like, right. that's what makes it okay. Right. You just talking about their personal lives, insinuating that they're a real life is not okay. I mean, Victoria was a, a ho. If it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, okay, you right. quack. See a duck, right? We are on the line with Kayla Sparks. All the social media platforms at Kayla Sparks 24 uh, 7. Please give her a follow, a like, and all that jazz. Uh, lots of great stuff on her Facebook page to get an idea of what her career was like. I've got a list of people here that you worked with, and and around that time in the uh, in the mid to late uh, early two thousands, early two thousands, uh, <laughs> you worked with so many people that were on the cusp of greatness. I mean, uh, just going back, like women, especially that I remember, uh, uh, you worked, of course, with Missy Hyatt, uh, Melissa Stripes, Mercedes Martinez, who uh, actually mm-hmm. went on to win the uh, the elite uh, elite eight from WXW, mm-hmm. uh, Portia Perez, uh, Jana and Latasha. Jana, I love because she was a local girl. She was from Hackensack. I, I used to follow yeah. her too. Uh, and Alicia, tell us, mm-hmm. please, you have some stories about Alicia because she's, she's like the stuff of legend around here too. Yeah, she was awesome. She was um, she was so popular in New Jersey and all around. But yeah, she, uh, she was definitely a character in the ring. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun... Um, matches together uh indie girls was a was a promotion in new jersey i really loved working there um i got to have a good match with melissa stripes and alicia was in there and then um there was also i think it was um another one in new jersey it was um i can't think of it, it was like i think it was like dwi or something silly yep. like that Sound, sounds about but, right uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It was like, a, I don't know. But um, I did have really good matches there with Melissa Stripes and also Alexa Thatcher. We had a um, really good match together there. Um, yeah, I remember that because there was a big spot we did in the match. Like, I, re- I remember that because we were all like really young at the time and we liked to do, um, we just, I felt like it was cool to be in the ring with women that had like the same like outlook on wrestling and stuff so like we we did a lot in the ring i remember doing that match we did like a triple triple suplex off the top rope and i remember that was like the biggest bump i ever did in the ring and it was um thank god we were okay in the ring but yeah i had a lot of fun alicia melissa stripes um mercedes martinez was actually a mentor in the locker room she was like the undertaker i felt like back then for the woman because she just like she like held her own she like she was awesome in the ring. She definitely knew what she was doing. I'm I'm just really proud of her because like she finally made it to um WWE and I'm really proud of her as well as everyone else. Um she always like she she always gave really good like feedback. Um she was just really honest and there was just someone I always looked up to when I was back then because um it's good to have people like that. Of course, um, and 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 okay, some- uh, Tony, I'm going to cut you off because we got people in the and watching on the Facebook. Uh, Sarah Simmons, she wants Kayla to tell them <laughs> about our trip to Weedsport. Oh boy, but yeah, um, that's my sister. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Hi, sister Sarah. Um, that's a funny. That's a funny. That's a funny story. Um, well, because I was obsessed with the Undertaker and. He was dur- it was during the time when he was before transi- transitioning into the American Badass character. He was on his injury thing. And um, he did this uh, signing he was supposed to do in Weedsport, New York. And it was like three and a half hours away from us. And I remember my mom and I, we called the place. It was some random place out, out in, the, in the boonies. And we called to make sure he was there. Like, hey, is The Undertaker going to be there today? 
And they're like, yeah, yeah, he's going to be here. So we get there and there's like horse poop everywhere. It's like out in the middle of nowhere. Nice. And we drive up, we drive up to the, uh, to the place and the, and the, um, we're like, Hey, is the undertaker here? They're like, no, his, uh, his monster trucks here. Oh, it's just as good. I <laughs> I'm like his monster truck. I I was just so I I don't know how how that happened, and I was just like, no, this can't be. We were just I was just so like distraught. So we were driving off, and we my mom saw this um another person that she thought worked there, and she's like she rolled down the window, and she's like, hey, um, do you know where the Undertaker is? We heard he was here today. And the guy had like this big heavy um, accent. He's like, "Yeah, if you go down the street to the funeral parlor, <laughs> that's where he is." He thought we met like a real undertaker because we were out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like that's a funny story. <laughs> it wasn't say. funny at the time, but <laughs> so you didn't but, get yeah. to meet the undertaker. Huh? No, I didn't get to meet the undertaker, but I met Sting. I, <laughs> that I saw was, that. Like, a highlight. <laughs> I saw that because then. It was like a video. Yeah. And he posted it, right? Of you, you had the, the, the red and the, the red and the black face paint on. Not my favorite thing. I'm not yeah. No, not yeah. Wolfpack for life. Don't Wolfpack for life. <laughs> Come on. Surfer Sting. That's well. That's Wolfpack. He was Wolfpack. I know, but he's not the best Sting. Wolfpack. Oh, yep. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I love the the crow Sting. Yeah. And the Wolfpack. Yeah, that was actually that was such a shocker because I didn't know he was gonna I didn't know he was gonna do that. And I was standing in line and the his um, bodyguard like yeah right. I thought it was just a prank. And then uh, he um, when I got to the to the front, I see the guy with the camera and he's like, "Hey, your head stings instantly." excited i was like totally fangirling. that was really awesome how long did it take you to do the makeup actually uh that i probably like half hour like that's not bad half hour is not bad no no yeah Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I, say, I wasn't like thinking I was gonna get him before that, and I was really, I was really excited to meet him. Actually, I, I was, um, I, I was him for Halloween one year when I was like in fifth grade, and I went to school, and I got in trouble because I was, um, I had a bat <laughs> I brought. And well, sort of, you know, when you're you're a kid, you like want to be fun. <laughs> right. and, uh... But yeah. I feel like a lot of kids got in trouble back then for uh, for doing the the DX you know thing back then too. Well, in 2020, 2021, yeah. an actual baseball bat is probably the better bat that they would want you to bring in, as opposed, <laughs> as opposed to the other bat. Listen, <laughs> your story yeah. completely trumps mine, but I'm gonna make you jealous right now. Oh, here we go. Oh, I met <laughs> while you were becoming a professional wrestler. I was meeting the Undertaker. Oh, why would you do that? I oh, man. One of your favorites, too, Kevin? No. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. 
Yeah. No, he's not even. He's not. He's not even in my top Aww. like twenty. Wow. Wow. Oh, no. Top twenty favorites. Terrible. Twenty. <laughs> you could think of twenty better. Perf- your top. Wow. I'm my top what? favorites. I could think of fifty more than the Undertaker. Fifty. Oh no. Wow. You just blew my mind, Kevin. Yeah. But I don't I mean, even know you. But he's he's top ten best of all time, no question. But not even, not even in your top fifty. Probably not. I mean, maybe I don't know. Wow. Fifty is a lot. Fifty is a lot. But I met there's him. Only so many hearts. That's true. And there's only one Macho Man. There are there's like seven Marty Janettis. Ugh! Why would you put him anywhere in any list? Marty Janetti. Yeah. Over oh, the Undertaker. He's top. Favorite? He's top ten. Janetti, yeah, absolutely. You ever? Who was the the who was the person you shared a locker room with where you were just starstruck? Where you were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm in the same locker room with." Probably Marty Janetti. He's a ghoul. That Marty Janetti. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I wasn't. Who's got a better connection, Teddy Long or Kayla? Probably Kayla, although it's you close. So? Yeah, I think so. We're missing it all. I was in the locker room with. Kayla, your connection was bad. We missed, we missed who you said. Nelly? It was Nelly. Oh, my God. It was Nelly. Kayla's frozen in time. That's right. Forever. She's stuck there. It's now. an interesting uh, still... <laughs> Matt, you're, you know what's so funny? I was listening to something today where... Aww. Wait, Kayla, can you hear us? Is she back? She's frozen. She's frozen. That's all right. We'll get her back. Come on, Elsa. What are you doing? Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be our new... Well... <laughs> All right, well, but while Kayla she'll, figures she'll out back. her connection, yes. you said you were listening to something, Kevin? And it was a podcast, or it was a radio show, and the only time this person's cats went into the, the room where they record was when they record. Ah. Like, they keep, oh, no. the cat never goes in the room at all, like, during the day, like, but whenever this person sets up, I forget who it was, this is killing me, but it, it 100% happened. Every single time, Oh, it was a uh, it was a uh, the the fucking major guys, and it was someone that was on live with them. Never goes into the room, um, and all of a sudden, once she sets up to record, cats come in. It's like a it's like a weird enigma that they have, or enigmas. People don't have enigmas. You are an enigma. Uh, I am the uh, enigma. You are the enigma. See now, look, this is getting interesting here now because it looks like uh, Miss Deville joined the Facebook Live group. Ooh, right, Kristen Deville. Is that a, I'm shouting it out? She's in. She's watching live, and now we lost Kayla Sparks. Janetti Overtaker. That's it. I'm done. Kevin, you are pissing off Miss Deville. Who? Who? Miss Deville. All right, listen. That's my. It's not. I don't think Janetti's better than Taker. I just enjoyed Janetti. I'm third. I I I, I just Janetti was first. Really, I, I just like I don't even know. I, I can I can name you ten people off the top of my head right now that I that I like better than the Undertaker. And okay, all right. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. If we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this right. <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> is this Kevin's top ones. 10? <laughs> the obvious ones. Bret Hart. Yep. Owen Hart. Yep. British Bulldog. Jimmy Evil Nightheart. Brian Pillman. Really? I'm a heart guy. I'm a, I, I have this I know, weird but Jimmy Anvil, like, by himself? I have a Canadian flag behind me. Like, I'm obsessed with Canada. I get it. Look, I love the Heart Foundation, but I would never put Jim the Anvil solo above, I don't know, I, anybody. I'm not saying – none of these people that I'm saying are better than The Undertaker. These are just uh, – Tito Santana, uh, Marty Jannetty. Uh, you're talking uh, language. Macho Man, Randy Savage, obviously. Um I'm not going to say him. Uh, you were uh, going to say Chris Benoit. You can say Chris Benoit. Oh, uh, no, I don't know. He's not. AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn, Rob Van Dam. Uh, you have to understand, I've been watching wrestling since like 1986, 1987. So right, like, but all the guys you just mentioned essentially are all, they all wrestle the same style, which is not a bad thing. It's just. Listen, I like Jim Powers more than I like The Undertaker. How about what them the apples? Fuck? What are you on? How about them apples? Are you trying to chase listeners away? Are you serious? What? Listen, if anything, I'll bring them in. Who? The Jim Powers fans? Your, oh, list is worse than my, your list is worse than my Royal Rumble idea. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but not worse than your everyone in the 1992 Royal Rumble could be the world champion take. Listen, it's, oh, are you kidding me? We're going to go this down this road this again. This is a list based on any merit. It's just my preference. Like, I'll go back and I'll watch. Listen, I love The Undertaker. Don't get me wrong. He's just not going to make my – he's not one of – I never gravitated towards The Undertaker. I never did. I like Yokozuna more than I like The Undertaker. Wow, crazy wild times. No, look, look, he wants to like Yokozuna. That's fine. Former world champion. All right, I'll give you some other ones that you probably will will hate. Uh did he I'll, I'll did he like, mention I'll give you I'll give you Shelton Benjamin. I'll give you I'll give you Kurt Angle. I'll give you Chris Jericho. I can name I can name yeah, I could name fifty people I like more than the under, than the Undertaker. Did you mention the uh, Major Brothers and or Hornswoggle? Do I'm you like, like Hornswoggle? No, no, I like Undertaker more than I like Hornswoggle. And Dylan's a hell of a guy. But I'll take uh, Hawkins and Ryder easily. Jimmy, easily. Dylan wrote a good book. I highly recommend it. I enjoyed it very much. Easy read. I read it in a I'm going to try to read before I, like, I'm going to try to read more. I'm going to try to read. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to read. Uh, I, got, I have, I read it, but it was like, so long. I, I have Stu Hart's book. I'm gonna try to give that another go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you ever read the Bret Hart book? Which one? The the one that's like world renowned. The, the one that's one. called okay. Four Out of Ten. No, I, no, I didn't read that. You ever read Dynamite Kids book? I don't yeah. know. I, do, I told me I don't read. I don't read. Like I read like web pages and like. Sports articles. I don't read books. Well, I don't know if Same you guys, reason why I don't watch movies. Matt, I don't know if you saw in the uh, Discord. And folks, if you're not in our Discord, please go over to our social media and click on the Discord link. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. People want to start a reading, uh, like club thing. I guess. All right. I'm so a, a book club. For, yeah. The, club. Yeah. Like, sorry. Like an Oprah Winfrey kind of thing. That's, That's right. cool. I just finished a book. Here we go, Kevin. Some homework for you. Oh boy. Right. No, this is really interesting. I've read a book about the Canadian National Heavyweight Championship, the history of it. When they restarted it, TJ Wilson wrestled oh, yeah. Victor from the Ascension twice at a halftime during CFL shows during snowstorms. I didn't know that, actually. That's fucking crazy. And TJ almost died during one of the spots. He, like, slipped and, like, 
God, it was I'd, crazy. It was a really I'd, good I'd book. A nickel I'd for every time, if I had a nickel for every time TJ Wilson almost died in the ring, I'd have 10 cents. Um, I'm reading that, and then I'm reading the Scott Norton book, too. See, that's a book I can get behind. I like Scott Norton more than I like The Undertaker. All right. Uh, now you're just talking silly. No, I'm not. I like, I can, for the NWO, every single member of the NWO, boom, I like more than No, not every single member. Every single one. Every single one. Even Horace Hogan. Ooh, that's a good one. That's good. All right, so not Horace Hogan. Virgil. Vincent. Yeah, Virgil, yeah, really? I said Virgil. I think, I, didn't I say Virgil already? Oh. Virgil, when I was a kid, when he busted away from DiBiase, Virgil was like one of my like top yeah, favorite. Look, it guys. was awesome. It was awesome. Did we did we talk about Virgil's ad for cameo on Twitter last week? Did we, we did, forget we? to mention that? We didn't talk about his balls being out. <laughs> you know that was a hundred percent of work, right? You know he did that on purpose. Of course. Sure. Wait, is, Ka- he- is Kayla gone? By the way, she's well, she's trying to get back. We're, we're working on it. It's okay. Oh, okay. Things are moving behind the scenes. But go ahead. God, oh, Virgil. Go ahead, talk more about Virgil's balls. No thanks. Why? It's what genius the- if you think about it. Kept him, kept him in the news, right? People were talking about Virgil all day on he Twitter. Was trending for God's sakes. Kept him in the news and kept him in the nudes. And I bet you sold a fuck ton of cameos. How? I wouldn't doubt it. They're probably like fucking seven dollars. People are like, "Oh, this is great to send to my friends." Like when I fucking traded, oh, okay. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I traded a basket of onion peels for three eight by tens. I gave them to people for Christmas. I have one of those eight by tens. You gave it to oh, me. I worked at Applebee's. Yeah, I, I forgot that. I forgot that cameos are sent to other people. So yeah, that would be a tremendous gift, by the way. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, let me get some of them onion peels," and I was like, "Yeah, let me get three eight by tens, Virgil." <laughs> I was like, I'll give you some of that extra horseradish sauce. And he was on his way. He couldn't have been happier. <laughs> Kayla, did oh, you ever... sorry about that, guys. No, it's cool. Did you ever trade autographed pictures for onion peels? No. <laughs> I'd have to say Kayla Sparks better than Virgil. Just saying. Oh, Kayla Sparks better than Matt. Kayla Sparks Why? better I... than The Undertaker? Yeah, I'd have yeah, to give easily, that a thumbs up. Come on, come Someone on. in the chat wants to know, even though you didn't get to meet the Undertaker, Kayla, did you at least take a picture of the monster truck? No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I was too I was too angry. I left. Oh man. <laughs> I was upset. And it's right, gotta so be you... like it's gotta be like the time when we're still using like single shot like disposable cameras or something, <laughs> right? The best. I would load up on those before my ECW shows. I know. Actually, I have a sad story about that. When I met China, you couldn't take pictures with her, and my mom was taking pictures with a disposable camera, and I was so excited to go get them developed. And the lady at Kmart said, uh, "I was stupid." I was, I was like, "Do you take, you know, because my mom normally did it." I'm like, "Do you take the the film out if it's a disposable?" And she's like, "Yeah." So all the pictures were ruined. Oh, <laughs> I just don't have good luck when I meet wrestlers. That's terrible. I have like a really like muddy, like ruined photo of me and Chris Candido that really annoyed oh, really? me. Yeah, like it was like a disposable camera and like yeah. didn't, de- I either like took it to this one show and took like four pictures. That's the show that I lost all my faith in wrestling too. When Sabu Aww. came, Sabu came to the ring to the Spice Girls. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Sabu to the Spice Girls? <laughs> you came really- out to the Spice Girls, really? Yeah, dagger in my heart. Um, wow. I guess I, I, I was the name of the song. Oh. I was wannabe. Wow, you, you do I actually re- didn't know that fact. That's actually a 
I'm a really big Spice Girls fan, if you didn't know. So. I didn't know. See, I knew. I was trying to tell you, you know, with the Spice Girls. Now, look, Spice Girls are huge. But this is the most homicidal, suicidal, genocidal wrestler in the world. He's coming out to the goddamn Spice Girls. I remember. Here I am, 16 years old. I go in the basement. I do a couple lifts. Then I go up to the bathroom. I take the razor blade from the hardware store oh, I worked at, really? and I'm trying to give myself the Sabu scar. And then I go to the fucking high school, and here he comes out to the goddamn Spice Girls. Destroyed me. <laughs> What are, you, what are you all like sitting back in the chair like oh I can't I, it's like i don't even know you guys anymore kevin doesn't like the undertaker you're carving up your body because of sabu what it's like I, my God, <laughs> what ever... oh my god oh man all right so kayla we got cut off before share yeah, the, who, the, your your moment where you couldn't speak or you were just over the moon <laughs> about sharing a locker room with somebody yeah <laughs> um you know i've been in the locker room with awesome people like um like all the names you mentioned before, but like, I guess um, I was really shocked to be in the same locker room with the Godfather just because I like, I grew up watching, you know, the Attitude Era. So that was really cool. And to be in the ring with them, to have like a, a little uh, spot with them was cool. So <laughs> now you also got to share the ring with Amy Lee and Luna Vachon. Oh boy. Yep. And I think that is super cool. Yeah. Well, I'll let Kayla tell the story. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It was um, there was a lot of bad stuff that happened back then, but oh, I don't know. Was that, I was not supposed to bring that up. Tony did not send me any notes for this. He just oh, it's okay. Yeah, I he don't just care. Left me out on the island. He said, yeah. "You're a smart man. Figure it out yourself." <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that wasn't. I don't know. It was it was in the past. It, it was a it was a setup back then. But. Oh, come on. Shenanigans. Yeah. I don't like that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up. No, it's okay. There's just a lot of, it was just a lot of like negative stuff back then. Like, in, I don't know. No, I, I kind of, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you, cause I know you got into the business so young, mm -hmm. but as you got older and uh, yeah. you were around, I guess more and more people that didn't have your best interest in mind. Um, did the locker room ever become something where you're just like, oh, I wasn't expecting this or, you know, and, and let the, before you answer, yeah. Kayla, let the record show. I'm not laughing at your misfortune. I'm laughing at the picture Kevin oh, no. put up of a very oh, young no. Kevin with the undertaker. I don't know. If That's his profile <laughs> picture. And he hates the undertaker. I know. Come on. How can you hate I'm the sorry. undertaker? <laughs> I wanted to make that clear. I didn't mean to have it sound. Oh, no, like you're totally fine. Matt. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Kevin's I'm okay talking about whatever. Yeah, this is yeah. bad timing all, all around. <laughs> I see right. the picture. Wow. That's you, Kevin? A little bit. Yep. yep. <laughs> You're too. Wow. That's awesome. I think it was like 12, I think. 11 12. <laughs> yeah, Kayla was getting into the wrestling business, and you're palling around with Paul Bearer. Yeah, Paul Bearer is touching your tummy. That's not even my tummy. That's like my upper body. That's what, those are my packs. <laughs> was he giving you a chop? I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> That's an awesome picture. There you go. All right. We'll come back live here. All right. So back to Tony's question. I'm sorry. We're all over the place. We're maniacs. It's all good. Yeah. I don't care. Um, yeah. I uh, Wait, Tony, what was your question again? Sorry. I'm in. So like, I'm having a I know when you got I know when you got into the business, you were in a cool locker yeah. room. It was a great environment. There were a lot of guys yeah. that were looking out for your best interest, protecting you, trying to teach you the business. But you know, yeah. as you got older and as you started to travel and you know, you made more of these towns and, and made more shows, 
Yeah. Did, did the attitude in the locker room ever change to you? Like, did things just kind of like ever go where you were you looking around just like, wow, this wasn't what I was expecting, you know, either in a good yeah. way or a bad way. Like, I know you talked about Mercedes being a locker room leader and she's always been cool. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, like you said yeah. earlier, I was always pushing for her to get to that next level. And you saw it there. And it, th- mm-hmm. thankfully, it finally came. But was there ever that yeah. moment where you're looking around where just kind of like oh, this, this really isn't what I thought it would be? Yeah. Well, you know, like every locker room is different. So like, um, if I wasn't familiar with a show or, you know, a place where I wrestled at some, I mean, with every locker room, you get like some of the, you know, bad apples, but I mean, you just kind of ignore them or you just like, I just always, I was just always like really positive back then. And I kind of just ignored whatever, if there was any like negative negativity in the locker room. Like I remember one time, it's actually a funny story. I remember, I don't know. I feel like women's wrestling wasn't as respected as it was back then as it is now. So there were some bad apples in the locker room, which, you know what, it's a funny story. So I'll tell it. There was a guy, um, there was a guy in the locker room that was serious and he came up to me. He's like, Hey, do you want to oil my back or something like that? I remember the guys heard him say that and they're like, uh, you're way out of line. Like, don't do that, Kayla. Like I would never do that. But like, it was just like, I was just like taken back. I'm like, wow. And I remember, uh, people were just so like um it was my first time at the I, it was my first time at the um place wrestling was in NECW in uh, Massachusetts okay and the and the the owner told everyone to get out of the locker room and he was just yelling at this guy like you don't talk to women like that um you know if that was your sister your mom your daughter you wouldn't say something like that to them and I felt really bad because he was crying and I was just like you know I I don't know but I mean, that doesn't happen all the time, but that was just a a story I remember that, like, always stuck with me, like, I don't know, but I just always try to stay positive in the locker room, and I know there was a lot of people that didn't support women's wrestling, but it was just, um, it was a weird time back then, like, I feel like if I was wrestling again now, it would be different, because, like, women's wrestling has come so far now, so it's cool to see that. What what would you, Tony, I'm sorry, what would your... What would your objectives be if you were ever to, to come back into the ring? Uh, what would your objectives be in terms of a career? Would it be for fun? Would it be to actually make it? Would it just be something just to, to keep yourself occupied? Like if you still love the business, what would your yeah. objectives be if you were to return right now? Um, that's a good question. I mean, uh, I, I do miss it. I was always really passionate about it. It was something I really wanted to do, but I mean, um, it would if I was gonna get into it, it would probably be um, for fun. It would be to do like a reunion show. <laughs> but like if I was really gonna get into it, I would be serious about it and really. Um, it's been on my mind, you know, ever since I did that show last year. But I, if I was gonna get into it, I would want to give it my all. And what, what about what about other roles in in the independent wrestling business? What about doing other things other than wrestling? If you were necessarily weren't able to give it a hundred percent, or if you weren't able to be a hundred percent physically. <laughs> Yeah. What other roles would you have in mind for yourself? I mean, if the offer ever came up, I would always take it. But yeah, I um, I know what you mean, like a like a manager role or like somewhere behind the scenes, like you know, yeah. with that kind of stuff. That would be cool. But I don't know. Never say never. I guess. Of course, and like yeah. I, I'm talking like I'm talking like you're yeah. You know, like a lot older than you are. You're 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 you're, you're like five years younger than me. So like you're <laughs> yeah. completely you're still but, you able know. to do it. I was just terms yeah. of, in terms of like your actual physical health yeah 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 Yeah, definitely um um if I was gonna get back into it yeah I I'm actually I'm 
trying to get into better shape. So like, and I've been thinking about wrestling too, like nice. since I've been doing that. But yeah, right. never say never. I guess. Nice. Very <laughs> nice. Ever tried the yeah. DDP yoga? The oh DDP yoga? No, I haven't. Awesome. This pony. <laughs> Tony yeah. used to look like Uncle Fester, and then he dropped like 100 <laughs> oh, no. pounds. I'm got to be kidding you. He dropped yeah. like 100 pounds. He looks like a million bucks now. Kayla Smart, yeah. The Experiment, <laughs> Tag Team Reunion Tour 2021. <laughs> yeah, but Kayla, she's also like 30 years younger than I am, you know? <laughs> Who? Who? <laughs> Kayla. Oh, so you're saying, so right now, yeah. on January 25th, you're saying, Tony, you're 62 years old. 62 years young, bang! <laughs> no, not 62. The DDPY yoga is yeah. very good if you're looking to try. I have yeah. been doing it for a little while now. Yeah, uh, I've heard of it. He does a great job. Yeah. I feel good. I did two sessions today. I feel like a million bucks. Oh, awesome. There you go. <laughs> my body, yeah. My body fucking hurts so much. <laughs> yeah. My, my knees yeah, hurt. I'm old. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, Tony. Tony's got questions. We hijacked the fuck out of this interview. <laughs> That's all right, man. It's all good. I told Kayla it was going to be a good time, and I hope yeah. we're not disappointing you. Oh, no, no, no. I'm having fun with you guys. <laughs> now, look, I don't want to put ideas in your head. You want to get back in the ring all for it. But if you ever think about commentary, I can help you out because I am a world-class yeah. <laughs> commentator. And listen to me. I have, a sh- I have a shitty voice, and I did commentary for two years. I learned, yeah, this is, it's fun. I'm sure it's really fun, you guys, doing the commentary. Oh no, not these okay. idiots. Yeah. These guys suck. It's all me. Oh no. <laughs> I love it that this is what you decided to keep our guest on later with that question. What? <laughs> I'm just moving it along. I'm, I'm just you're giving basically, it right. you put yourself over at a question. Look, I'm concerned about <laughs> Kayla. She's worried about vertigo. She's worried about concussions. I'm just saying, there's there's life yeah, after the but... ring, you know. Yeah, if you listen to yeah. Tony do commentary, you will get vertigo and a concussion. <laughs> That oh no! If you, if you could ask the Undertaker one question, <laughs> yeah, right now, what would it, uh, what would it be? And hold on one second. There you go. What would it be? What would it be? Um, I don't know, man. I don't. Um, I mean, why are you so handsome? Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I did used to have a crush on Undertaker when he was like a lot younger. But I know it's not it's not a common thing for girls. Yeah, I know. Wait, like American badass Undertaker, not like not like dead guy Undertaker, right? (laughs) All of the above, yeah. Wait, hold on. That was weird. But um, yeah, I don't know. Don't don't pick her. Don't pick her apart for that. No, I'm not just gonna. So when he was like dead guy Undertaker with like the really bad bags under his eyes yeah. she <laughs> was three years old if that you <laughs> probably wasn't a lot I know. of that. i really you know what because it was around the era i liked the um the ministry taker the best all right see that's a badass taker yeah right, yeah that's a little yeah. better i'm okay yeah. with dead guy undertaker <laughs> is, he was he's dead it's creepy it is weird. yeah so all right so what would be the question that you would ask him um i guess my question would be sorry the phone's ringing um it's the the undertaker (laughs) it's the undertaker why are you talking about me (laughs) no this it would actually be this is teddy long calling for the undertaker (laughs) (laughs) um i would say i guess i would ask um 
I know there's so much stuff I know about the Undertaker. I can't. I'm trying to think of like what to say. Um, That's fine. That was a, a tough question to put you on the spot. We're all fans. I, I, just, I, I marveled in your in your Sting story. So I yeah, I know that was that was that was cool, right? <laughs> yeah, as a fan, because like at the end of the day, we're all fans, so it doesn't matter what we've done in yeah. in the business, as long as we come back at the end of the day. So yeah, put that, put that in your back pocket. Okay. The next, the next time we have you on, we'll uh, we'll ask you again. Yeah, I'll I'll think of a good one. <laughs> and if you are serious about making a comeback, you have to come back on. You can come back on anytime you want. This was this is an absolute blast. Yeah, what, thank you. I. I do have to ask you, I know you work with Miss DeVille and I know the easy answer is like, yeah. oh, Miss DeVille is my greatest opponent whatnot. But aside from Miss <laughs> yeah. DeVille, who, yeah. like who to you or what was your favorite match or who was your favorite opponent? You know, like somebody that you used to really click with, enjoy to work with, you know, anything along those yeah. lines. Oh man, there was a lot. Um, I know I got a list of them yeah. right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, uh, I really liked working, um, you know, with Alexa, with Melissa Stripes, because we were all, like, around the same age. Um, and we all had, like, the same, like, similar passion personalities. Um, I did, like, working a lot with Mercedes Martinez and Cindy Rogers. She was really good, technical, like, all-around good wrestler, like Mercedes. Um, those were fun matches. Um, I don't know. There's, there's, there were so many. <laughs> But, yes, Cindy. Cindy yeah. is definitely one of my favorites. I think uh, I, yeah. I put her up there with uh, Mercedes Martinez as somebody who you know should have gotten another look, but unfortunately yeah. didn't. There were, yeah, I tell definitely. you, like I said earlier, there were so many women that came up around this time that you know, like you yeah. just look back and like even like Nikki Rocks, somebody like that, you know. Yeah, she was really good. Yeah. If yeah. you could book your dream match against any of the current women in the world of professional wrestling. Who yeah. would you like to get in there and tangle with? Oh my God. There's so many awesome wrestlers out there. Um, I, I'm really, I love Charlotte. Like she's had, she has like, she's like all around um, awesome wrestlers. She's great on the mic. She's got like it. Yeah. But she would be, she would be someone I would love to get in the ring with. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's really a wrong answer to that. Question. I know. There's so many. I know. Women's wrestling has come a long way. So, like, any anyone would be an awesome opportunity. Yeah. Your your, your sister is harassing us in the chat. She wants, you to oh, do no. an, she wants you to do an Undertaker impression for us. Oh, no. <laughs> she put oh, me on the yes, Kayla, do <laughs> Um, uh, you will rest in... Peace. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. I can't. You know, if, if you didn't start laughing, yeah. I, can, I knew you were going to start laughing towards the I end. I know. I can't. It started it. off so good. So if you like kept that going, it would have been perfect, I think. Yeah. That's what it might be. I can't. I'm always smiling. Like, that was one of the things in wrestling. They're like, you got to stop smiling so much. Nah. But I can't help it. No, but it's cool. It's like It's like you said, you know, early on. You always wanted to have fun, and and God, you can tell. Like I watched your uh, your return match again today, yeah. and yeah. just the smile yeah. on your face, man. Like you said <laughs> in your comments, like you couldn't you couldn't break that smile. Like if you had a chisel and a hammer, there's no way you were just having so much fun. And that's what's oh, cool. Yeah. Like I think I think that's what drew me to you when I found out about mm -hmm. you and I started getting into your career. Just like every time you went out there, you could just tell that you were always having a great time, and that's important. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I always, I always, um, I always try to have like 
the most fun because if you're not having fun, why do it, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I did, yeah. I did get to see Kayla Sparks in person yeah. once. Uh, you had a oh, show, really? yeah. You, it was the Diva Killers against the yeah. Jawbreakers in Booton. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. It's yep. sort of sort of my neck of the woods. I was, uh, yeah. My yeah. cousin and I took a ride out there. Hell of a match. Oh, cool. I enjoyed the show. It was a weird venue. The first time I'd ever been out there, and I know you're. Yeah, they had a lot of those at that. It was like it was like a VFW or something. A lot of them were back then. Uh, yeah. yeah, I had a lot of shows at Boonton. They were fun. Um, yeah, they. Uh, I forget. Um, but yeah, those are those were good times. Those were fun. Yeah, and I, and I did. didn't realize it until much later. You actually worked some of the uh, some of the venues around here. Like there was an Elks Club in Lyndhurst that I recognized. I know you worked mm-hmm. up in uh, Lake Hiawatha at uh, ECPW. So yeah, a couple of my old yep. haunts. So we yeah, kind right. of have something in common. <laughs> yeah, I try to I try to uh, keep you know keep it different, wrestle at different places because that's how you get the most experience. So that was a lot of fun back then. Yeah. No, of course, and it's it's still like yeah. Matt said earlier, just boggles my mind that you were so yeah. young and you were making all these towns. I mean, you know, Massachusetts, yeah. New Jersey, uh, you know, mm-hmm. all over the place. It's, it's just wild. Yeah. One last thing before we let you go, and I brought this mm-hmm. up last week, and I was mocked incessantly for it, but I do oh, no. have a copy <laughs> of the best of Kayla oh, Sparks. Wow. Yep, that's <laughs> this sits on my shelf next to my autographed copy of Be a Man from the Macho Man. So this oh, is wow. a very good company. <laughs> Yeah, very good company that's a classic one that was uh barbie and i on the cover on that one <laughs> yeah that's cool that's it's awesome cool. tony <laughs> you are a creep i'm not a, i'm a fan wow it's a it's vintage now of course it is and i it's even i'm gonna now i'm really gonna creep matt out it's even got the little picture on yeah. the inside with the autograph oh, yeah, yeah. there you go wait, wait i tried to never, be cool with the card yeah you never talked about her European championship run no, this is the world. This is the world of her championship, isn't it? The world of her, yeah. See, yep. there you go. See, can you see it? The world of her. You were the champion. Hell, you longest was, yeah, reigning the champion. World of hurt champion. Yep, women's women's uh, world of hurt. That was longest reigning. Longest <laughs> reigning. Yeah, she wasn't even. A, with all due respect, you weren't even a woman. You were a little girl. I know. <laughs> you know, girl power, right? Yeah, there you go. Now he's singing wannabe. <laughs> Make it look too good. Who's know. your favorite spice girl? Sporty spice. Of course. Hands down. I have uh here's my tattoos. I don't know if you can see them. I'm yeah, a little okay. spice girl subset. <laughs> uh girl power uh peace sign. <laughs> Star. And then that was a um, Sporty Spice, Melanie C. uh, solo song. Get the the fuck out of here. I'm really... (laughs) I'm Hardcore Spice Girls fan. (laughs) For the solo stuff, or nothing is better than the the group together? Yeah, I love love her solo stuff. There you go. What's your favorite Spice Girls song? Oh, my God. I don't know. There's so many. I love, you know what? Say You'll Be There is a classic one. Of course. Yeah. And I enjoyed I enjoyed the Spice Girls movie, by the way. I'm not ashamed to say, yeah, <laughs> I did. Meatloaf was the it, bus right? driver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was a good movie. Love that movie. Can you quote? <laughs> can you quote lines from that movie? Oh, cool. of course. Wait, did you use the Spice Girls song as your entrance? I did actually. Um, I used it a couple times when uh, I used uh, "Wannabe," the one that you hate. <laughs> That's I don't know who you want to be. 
Um, no, we did. Uh, Miss Seville and I came out to it a couple times to switch it up the songs. <laughs> yeah. I love that song. Yeah. I know. Kevin's out. Kevin's done. Your precious time. Holy cow, Kevin lost it. Together we could be just fine. No bras in this video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one was sport? Who's the one that married the soccer player? That's Posh. Posh Spice. I didn't say that. Posh. <laughs> no, Kevin Posh. Is Victoria. <laughs> Sporty Spice. Mel C. Yeah. Baby Spice. Who am I forget? Ginger Spice. Ginger. Ginger. Yes. <laughs> Kev, you're not Kevin's dance? Oh, Kevin's pantomiming the words. I like it. Oh, he's leaving. <laughs> he's done. He's done. <laughs> Kayla, out. this yeah. was a blast. We will yeah. have you back anytime you want. Please don't hesitate. Thanks. This was so much fun. Before we let you go, though, anything you want to yeah. say to anybody that's tuned in, anybody listening out there, anything you want to say to your yeah. fans? Sure, yeah. Thanks so much, you guys. Um, i just like to say hi to all my friends and family and fans. Um, hello. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks so much, you guys. This was a lot of fun. Tony, Matt, Kevin, thank you guys. <laughs> and if you're, if you're definitely on the comeback trail, please let us know. Yeah, definitely. We might I have to take a will. we might have to take a road trip to go see Kayla's return match, the return Aww. of the return. <laughs> yeah, all the way to the mean streets of Lake Hiawatha. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those streets are pretty rough. Don't knock it. You never know. <laughs> Actually, um, I think that the World of Hurt shows have been in um, Whitehall, New York. So if there's another one, <laughs> that's where <laughs> I think it's like in um, uh, Bigfoot town. <laughs> it's all right it's a ride but we'll be happy to take it road yeah, we'll find out. Me i could go see a wrestling show and look for bigfoot yeah <laughs> fucking sign sold i will right? just, i will literally strap a speaker to myself play the spice Girl, and run through the woods <laughs> so i can there you go. Big kid's dick. <laughs> there you go <laughs> oh no well, i lost right. Matt now for the rest of the show <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so fun. <laughs> don't don't lump me in with these two. I'm not I'm not that fun. Yeah, Kevin Kevin's the old curmudgeon of the show. <laughs> All right. Well, Kay thank you, Kayla, very much, Thanks Tony. So much, you guys. Thanks Kayla, again for joining us. You too. Thank you. Kayla Bye, Sparks, everyone. Kayla Sparks, everyone. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> And Kevin did not dance. Kevin did not sing. Was I, was I supposed to dance? You probably should have. You like the Spice Girls? Kevin doesn't. No, like the I never Spice was Girls. a fan of the Spice Girls, which is weird because I did like a lot of other pop music, but not them. Yeah, it was weird. But hey, listen, she was what, eleven <laughs> when she started her wrestling career, so it's right around there. So.
Well, there I you didn't go. realize that she wasn't even like. Oof. <laughs> didn't know that, T Dog. Really? You should have did your <laughs> research, Kev. I mean, 13's young, dude. They trained her. No, that's just, it's crazy. I know. It's not, it's not the first time someone's been trained that young. No, fa- no, fair enough. But, I mean, t- to Matt's point, though, like, yeah, 12, 13 is pretty young. But from from what I saw, everything was cool. They did a good job. She was learning the fundamentals, and she turned into quite a wrestler. To... Like, like, weren't, like, the Guerreros, like, like, all trained, like, at, like, 13 like wasn't like isn't the whole movie fighting with my family page isn't she like yeah well 15, that's 16 training maybe younger than that probably, i mean i saw the movie i just don't remember but that was probably the best movie experience because there was no one else in the theater but me it was perfect i went like a monday afternoon right after work but i mean her training that young it sounded and it seemed like best case scenario like it seemed like everybody there was on board everybody there was looking out for her, so you can't ask for more than that so, that, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, let's be honest. If we actually had that mission in mind, like, who wouldn't train as soon as possible if they, like, had the resources of course. to do it? Of course. Yeah, yeah true. Trained true. younger than Rey Mysterio did, and he trained, started training at what, 14? No, maybe he was even that, uh, that young. So Rey you Mysterio know, was man. 14 when he took his mask off in WCW. That is a true statement. <laughs> <laughs> That was an awesome interview, though. She's welcome back anytime. I had a lot of fun. I'm, I know you guys did. Well, no, Tony, I'll say this. You're pulling some good guests in terms of entertaining talks. Of course I do. I always do. What? Right? What? Oh, Matt, wouldn't, you be, wouldn't that be fair to say that this, this was pretty good? Sure. Last week was absolute dog shit, but this week was great. Who was last? What? La- oh, come on now. Oh, what? Who? Francis? Come on now. Francis rules. Yeah. Francis can no, I'm gonna suck go with a that. fucking. All right, fry. come on now, really? You can suck a fry. Really? Bigfoot really? Dick. How do you like them apples? Oh, Francis, good god! You fucking yeah. heard. You don't even listen to the show. Kevin, Kev, does he? Does he listen to the show? No, you just go. Take, 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 take. Francis, Kevin, please help me out, Kev. You should call it and ruin the show. I mean, Tony, I'm not gonna say. I wish you would have. I'm in the attic. I'm in the shut Kev. the fuck the Tony, it wasn't. It wasn't Tony. I'm not going to say that I'm excited anytime he calls in because I'm not. But turning, uh, nah, I, I, I got to side with Matt on this. If I had to pick, I'd have to side with Matt. On no, this. I'm on not. This. I'm not asking your opinion. I'm asking you to move on. What do we always say? Oh, I see. I was waiting for that too. Back after this. We know you love shopping at Amazon, and we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you can combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, 
Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Horns up. This is Rock from Radioactive Metal. Join Snowy, Kareem, Aaron, and myself right here on the Shining Wizards Network every Friday for your weekly metal fix. We talk to all your favorite artists, cover all the latest metal news, cover all the latest releases, and feature brand new unsigned bands. So sit back, grab a beer, download the latest episode, and always remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way there. back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's alright, good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Slow, mate. Take it easy. Alright, T Donk. Alright, uh, K Garf. It's time to thank those that support the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Thank you! And if you want to support the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. Lower it a little. We don't want to get a copyright I strike. This was a different song. I thought it was. Just, it turns out it's Spice Girls. Going with the Spice Girls. Going hard with the Spice Girls. Uh, go over to our Patreon, patreoncom podcast. If you're enjoying this show, if you enjoy our catalog of shows, I highly recommend going over, signing up for the three dollar a month tier. That'll get you a shout out on this show. Plus, you'll get 
one watch along, at least one watch along, and two bonus shows that we just busted out. We recorded on Friday night. We had such a good time. We covered the wrestling classic, and we covered Louis Spicoli. So we're doing one show and one profile a month. Those are guaranteed. You're guaranteed at least three shows. And if we feel froggy, who knows? We might boot, do an extra watch along. We might do who, who knows? Dude, the creative juices are flowing here at right. the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast, and that's always dangerous. Once, once, uh, once I get vaccinated, I'm going to be out in the world. Who knows where I'll be and recording? Like dangerous Devon Storm. It's bad. <laughs> you have to watch out for him. Tony okay? finger cuffs. Uh, so at this time, we want to thank those that support us on our Patreon. We start with Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. Uh, Manny Kratzo, the king of the Shining Wizards over there in Austria. That's right. We have fans in, uh, worldwide, baby, bitches. Uh, Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP. We might have to change know. that because I, I, is the authors, authors of pain aren't even a thing anymore, are they? Yeah, but they're timeless. Uh, Ryan Arthur over at elementary.com uh, elementary brewery here in Hackensack, New Jersey, your best spot for your local brewery. They're doing curbside. They're doing to go. If you're in uh, Bergen County and you need some brew dogs, hit up Ryan Van Dam over at elementary.com. He will either fall asleep or give you a six pack. He won't give it to you. You have to buy it, but support local business. Cause that's what Ryan Van Dam does baby. Uh, Sean toe. He's an American cat, but Sean Calejo, he's from fucking Australia. Good guy. Right? Yes. He's like Shining Wizards, Crocodile Dundee, Outback Jack. Those are his three favorite things. Uh, Kate Hensler over at OnDeckIC.com. Kate is a very important part of the Shining Wizards family. She does the Wednesday night show. She does a podcast with Kevin Gill. What's good, Kevin Gill? And if you tune in to Wednesday nights, sometimes Kate's not sober, and it makes for a really entertaining show like last week. So let's hope she can drink a couple White Claws Wednesday night and uh, tune in. It'll be a good time. Wait, who was drunk? Somebody was drunk? What? Yeah. Somebody was drunk. I got to start actually watching full AEW Dynamite. Just so I can listen to the post game show, I I, I want to see I want to hear Kate drunk. Oh, it's just as annoying as when she's not. Uh, uh, Bush <laughs> League take right there. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the KJG. Matty Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf, Mark Paroloni, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Mark. Mark. Uh, Kenny Hawsey, the Scotch drink more. If you need to know about women's Japanese wrestling, you need to click on the link at Wizards Podcast on Twitter. Join the Discord. Get in the Joshi chat. Scotch drinks more. He gives you the fucking 411 on Stardom, Ice Ribbon, Choco Pro, any other ice kind ribbon. of weird. Yeah, Ice Ribbon's a wrestling. The fuck is Ice Ribbon? Kevin, you got to get up on yeah, your. Yeah, get on the Discord, son. Kenny Hawsey's uh, there, boy. He's got all the info. He's got the 411 on the Joshis. Uh, Jay Cop, Big Cop of Pump. Fuck the yeah. On the network, the turnbuckle throwbacks. He's the un- only one worth a fuck. Although Phil fills in on the Kenny Omega Manscaped giveaway because he purchased himself a giant kit. So he's a big boy. So he needed two kits because he's got to shave those giant fucking balls. Big balls. Uh, big stinky balls. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock. Yeah. Uh, Michael Hammond. Mr. David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Hosserman, uh, makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, the Bergman, uh, he's the LeBron James of Mattel Elite Figure Collecting, and he's in the Facebook watching us live. Bergman, what's up? 
uh, Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pro. Give him a follow on the Twitter machine. He's an excellent wrestling fan, very knowledgeable, big support of the Shining Wizards for years. Uh, and everyone on this list is a supporter of the Shining Wizards for years. Let's not, I don't want to uh, yeah. besmirch anyone. Uh, TJ Vegas. And last, but certainly not least, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? You know what I want to have of Mercier's in my hands? I want his big hairy balls so I could fucking take him over to Manscaped and shave them suckers for him. Wait, how do you know how hairy William Mercier's balls are? Kev, get in the Discord. That's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, well, if that's, that's a reason to keep me out of the Discord. <laughs> right then and there. But no, go to the Discord for real. It's great. Yes, fantastic. Lots Those of big hairy balls, though, right? Big hairy balls. We got to help him out. And I'm going to help him out by telling him he can go over to manscaped.com. Kev, what if I told you you were having problems with your balls? You say to Geekhub, Tony, listen, my balls are hairy. They smell like shit. What am I going to mm-hmm. do? And I right. say to you, Kev, I'm going to get you some care for those balls of yours. Uh-huh. And I'm going to save you 20% and get you free shipping in the process. You'd think I had brain damage, right? I'd say your balls to the wall. But I'm not because this is a real thing. You go over to Manscaped. You need your balls trimmed. Got a lawnmower 3.0. 9,000 RPMs. Quiet. No nicks. No scrapes. <laughs> Clean them shits up. Lickety split. No kidding. Your blade goes bad. They got replacement blades. You can sign up. You don't even have to remember. Your new blade comes in the mail and go, oh, I was wondering when my new blade was coming. Here it is. Bam, bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. No nicks, no scrapes, no cuts, and it's all coming to your door. Kev, now I shaved your balls, right? And you go, but Tony, my balls are shaved, but they still smell like shit. What am I going to do? Kev, crop preservers, crop wipes, crop sprays, shampoos, you name it. You want those balls to stop being smelly balls. Tony, you couldn't deflect one of these towards Matt? No, because I'm helping you out, Kev. This is all about (laughs) you today. That's right. Kev, they will take care of you. Kev, you're talking about getting and busting out because you're, you're getting the, uh, the vaccinations and your quarantine's over, right? Soon. Cologne, brother. Refined cologne. A little tss, tss, tss. Remember how much? Remember how much poon you were knocking when you were wearing your Axe body spray in college? That's this right. is going to up your game 5 million percent. <laughs> Trust right. me when I tell you. You're talking clean balls. You're talking fresh smelling balls. You're talking cologne. Kev. Your nose hair's coming out so you don't even know where your mustache ends and your nose hairs begin? Bro, weed whacker. You get this shit up your nose, clean them shits out, you're good Tony, to go, can I, bro. Can I, give you, can I give you a little cheat code? little life hack? Ooh, tell me, yes. Not too bad on the eyebrows either. No, good call. Very good call. Because I haven't been to the old Russian barber in about a year, and he does a fantastic job on the brows. Uh, it, it's hard to, to pluck them out every now and then, but this little old uh, waxy, uh, not wax, the weed whack, the weed whacker did a tremendous job on the brows, trimming them down a little bit because they were out of control. They're still very huge. I see that. I know it. But this helped. Uh, it delays the process a little bit before I go back to the barber. So you know what I got this past week? I ordered a couple more bottles of the shampoo, the body wash, the one that Matt always talks about, the one that I'm telling you people to get on. I got myself the shears kit. Yo, toenail clipper, tweezers, things to scoop shit out of your ears, I think. Some of this stuff, I, don't, I still don't know what it does because I haven't gotten that far yet. Kev. 
And Tony, if you don't, if you're not going to take our word for it, would you take the word of a former Super Bowl champion? Who's who is this? Playing in the Super Bowl? That would be Mr. Gronkowski, the Gronk, if you will. The former, Gronk, the Gronk, twenty-four-seven oh, champion. I'm sorry, Matt. I think you are forgetting good friend of the show. Yep. Rohit Raju. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, that's even more important. Kev, you know what Rohit told me? Mr. Raju told me. Free throw. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty fucking good. Holy shit. I also didn't know you were doing a read, Kevin. I don't have that read. (laughs) Well, you know what's great that that about that throw is it's right here, and I won't have to knock down Red Heart, Ted DiBiase, or Abyss. Or Ted DiBiase. So February seventh in Tampa, it's time to get your balls feeling super. And our partners at Manscaped are here to tell you to join the already two million men and women or men who trust Manscaped products to to groom. I, I'm all right. I'm done. We'll do this one next week because there's two weeks before the Super Bowl. But Gronk uses it, and Gronk loves it. He's going to the Super Bowl again. This is Gronk, who came out of retirement just to get Manscaped and just to shave his Super Balls. Well, so Kev, I told you all you need to know, baby. He's got to walk. He's walking around that locker room again. He's got to have. He's got to show them boys off. Oh, he's some bad boys, baby. Kev. So our good friend Rohit gets in touch with me. He said, "Tony, there's problems with the Raju." They smell like au jus, and it's not a good smell. I said, bro, let me give you the code. It's Wizards at checkout, 20% off, and you're getting free shipping. Yo, my man went all out. He's got the entire collection. Them shits don't smell like au jus no more. They smell, whoo-wee, so nice and tender and sweet. (laughs) Just like Rohit. There you go. Can't take the heat? Get out the kitchen. Wash your balls if you can't take the heat, like my man Rohit would always tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, what are we having, problems? Yes. 20% off. Code Wizards to check out. Free shipping. Can't go wrong. Matt, back to you. All right. And for those of you, you have five days. If you go to manscaped.com, use the code Wizards to check out. Screen cap it. Send us. Uh, proof that you used it you'll be entered into our manscape giveaway we have a ton of manscape products and a kenny omega aew figure to give away so check it out get on it don't miss it don't get left out in the cold we're going to pick one winner you're going to get a kenny omega aew figure you're going to get a bunch of stuff from manscape that they sent us uh ball reviver foot duster the shears uh all sorts of fun stuff and we'll we'll sweeten the pot uh we'll throw some stuff in there okay great Sounds good. I agree. Check it out. I mean, we should look into some autographed eight by tens. I'm thinking. What of our balls? Sure. No, that's a, that would probably be against the rules of law. But all right, Matt. What else we got to talk about? Oh, there's there's a lot to talk about. Um, so let's uh, let's jump into it. Uh, Kevin, yo, Tuesday night is your night to watch impact. And I think impact made a huge, uh, fucking impact and coming out of hard to kill. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week after we watched hard to kill, but Tuesday night, man, I love when I get excited text messages from you. Um, and you were fucking rocked to the gills, man, a big capitalized, holy shit. And it was on, uh, and holy shit. It might, it might as well have been hardy 
shit because because <laughs> the Hardy Party, Matt Hardy and Private Party showed up at Impact Wrestling, something they wanted to have happen to intensify this AEW Impact rivalry, and that did it. Uh, you're bringing a, a solidified tag team known as Private Party, who was, like I think, the first tag team, if you don't want to count the Bucks, signed to AEW, beat the Young Bucks in the first round of that tag team tournament, a proven solid commodity made even more so by Matt Hardy, not to mention Matt Hardy's return to impact wrestling for the first time since he left to go back to WWE at that WrestleMania in Orlando. So this was uh, a surprise that I didn't see coming. And if it was taped, I don't know how they don't let spoilers out because it's definitely not live. So I don't know how that happens, but they do. And and then to fast forward, because uh, we don't need to go through match by match unless Matt brings something to my attention, but this is what they're doing. They're setting up to that uh, the next uh, Impact event that's on Impact Plus, which I believe is called No Surrender. You are correct. No Surrender. No Surrender. So you're going to have the private party versus the Good Brothers. Uh, they come out, confront uh, the Good Brothers, you know, leading to a whole big, ginormous brawl, which is what I love. You guys know I love uh, those types of brawls, bringing more people from AEW into Impact to reciprocate the fact that the Good Brothers uh, were going to Impact every week. I mean, going to AEW every week. So I absolutely love this show, Matt. If you want to bring up some more points so I can hit on them, because I'll hit on every single one of them, baby. Uh, I didn't, to, to be fair, I didn't see the whole show. I just watched this one match, uh, and I saw the clip where the Good Brothers came out out came Chris Saban. He brings out James Storm. Yes. Uh, and then Matt Hardy comes out. And then I watched the match. I do know that there was a beatdown at the end of the show. Uh, and they're bringing in a special tag team partner for Dreamer, uh, Rhino, and Rich Swan to take on Chris Bay, Moose, um, uh, Joe Doring, Eric Young. Is Young. that the match? No. It's, uh, that doesn't sound right. It's uh, Moose, Chris Bay, Sammy Callahan, Kenny Shamrock. Against, oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So, Rich Swan, Dreamer, Willie Mack, and then uh, as the show was ending, apparently the door opened, and all three men were surprised to see who was on the other side. So we'll find out who that fourth man is tomorrow night. Oh, I can't wait! But uh, a lot of stuff went down. You had, uh, you had that that stable of Eric Young. Uh, Eric Young defeated Rhino. I think that was the opener, actually. Uh, and uh, you know, made him tap, and that 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 creepy stable is is firing on all cylinders. Uh, Swan taking the fight to Moose, uh, which is always good to see. You had Fala versus uh, Brian Myers, which was guys, that was probably it's the toughest match I've ever had to watch in my life. Oh yeah, oh yeah, two very dear, good, close personal friends, Brian Myers and Fala Ba. Tony, I mean, Falaba is like your kid's grand, uh, godfather, isn't he? Yes, it's his grandfather. Falaba is 75 years old. <laughs> or, or he's got, I mean, pretty much based on when he was in studio. That, uh, he, that was a bond that could never be broken. My kid really doesn't watch wrestling at all anymore, but he loves Falaba. Like, Falaba's all-time favorite. Like, I even showed him uh, a pic came up on my Facebook, uh, whatever, you know, the Rewind, whatever they show yeah. a couple weeks ago. And I'm like... Oh, you remember this? I'm like, you remember? He's like, yeah, I like Falaba. I miss him. All right, well. So uh, Brian Myers, of course, being the most professional wrestler, defeated our dear good friend Falaba. Uh, a lot of stuff uh, notable on that show uh, was also Taya Valkyrie's exit, um, which I thought was 
you want to compare it, and I said this on Twitter, you want to compare it to Bobby Heenan getting thrown out of the arena by Gorilla Monsoon on Raw, done just as well. It was, I actually as, did see that clip, and they did a really, I thought it was really funny. Yeah, it's hysterical, because Taya is like, I'm not going to compare her to Bobby Devane Heenan, but in this moment, the only reason why I tweeted it is because it reminded me so much of that moment when Bobby Devane Heenan got tossed out by Gorilla Monsoon, who really wasn't even an authority figure at the time. He was just uh, out of there. Um, uh, let's go, I'm going I'm to dive right through this. Uh, you had uh, Rohit, uh, Chris Bay, Ma- uh, Manic, that the segment with Demore, who, who promised Rohit a match with Manic, but it's going to be a non-title match in, I think, two weeks. Yes. So uh, Rohit is not too happy, but he'll get Demore the heat. Oh, fucking A. There you go. That was probably my favorite tweet of the night, by the way. Um, and then you had another thing that's going to be really fun to watch. And I'm going completely out of order, but this is just so – that's how impact is, man. It's just it's out of order. It's, it's so good how good it is. Uh, the Fire and Flava – or the Flava and Fire – the Fire and Flava Festival with Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan. They're going to have a big, uh, a big deal together. And uh, Nevaeh and Havoc, they ran out of packages before they could even get there, so they will not be invited to the Fire and Flava Festival. Great team. Probably the right decision at the end of the day to win the Impact Women's uh, Knockout Tag Team Championship, despite how much I love Havoc and Nevaeh. Uh, so there, there was that there. And uh, I mean, Impact continues to fire, man. Like it's literally like I'll go out of my way to probably find like AW and and uh, NXT like I did. But Impact to me, I'll say it again, like a broken record is appointment television for me, especially now with everything going on with this so-called invasion uh you had oh, see now i'm gonna the only thing that's gonna trick me is i'm gonna try to i'm gonna blend dynamite and impact together because i was gonna mention i was gonna mention how uh don Callis got super kicked but that was on dynamite so he did get he did get beat up on dynamite yes yeah. um how'd you feel about jerry lynn interfering at the end of that match oh my god the the, the biggest story of the whole show was tony khan and jerry lynn showing up i'd like that it was jerry lynn and not tony khan yeah, it makes more sense. He's and yeah. and I like how uh, I like how I think we talked about it last week. They're not overdoing it. They're picking their spots where they bring people in, and everybody like Matt Hardy bringing private private party in. Matt Hardy has that connection, and he said it yeah. in his promo. I made impact what it is. You know, when I was here in 2016, Jerry Lynn they put him over on commentary about his history in TNA. So they're really being yes. super smart about it, and it's it's. Must see TV. I know they announced today that uh, the Hardy Party will be back on Impact tomorrow night. Yes, but not competing, right? Or are they? Uh, Matt Hardy. uh, I don't think they're. Uh, They will be on this Tuesday show along with manager uh, Matt Hardy. They didn't say if they'll be in a match, but they'll be big money Matt. Tony, how'd you feel about the, the Hardy Party showing up at Impact? I guess fine. I don't know. I didn't see it, so I saw the Jerry Lynn interview with Tony Khan. It was right. okay. Yeah, and it, to say that they're not they're not overdoing it. Part of me, like the Tony Khan thing showing up was like I did not see that coming at all. So now, and the thing is, Impact is on Tuesday and Dynamite's on Wednesday, so they didn't do anything right away with like Scott Demore showing up on dynamite which would only make sense or whoever 
Scott Demore is the the guy in charge on Impact. There's no owner. There's no this and that. So, right. If someone's going to show up to counterbalance Tony Khan, it's going to be Scott Demore. So if now do they do that this week? Do they do? Do they wait it out? I don't. I don't know. But you're saying that they're they're not pushing it. That Tony the Tony Khan thing. They're getting close to pushing it too far. I think if they're going to make it about the ownership and not the feuds and not like the wrestlers, which I mean, I guess in innovation angles, they always tend to do. No, I, when I say they're not, I mean, you don't have, you know, with all, again, with all due respect to Rich Swan, like I'm not putting on dynamite and Rich Swan is running into a match and interfering. Like they're picking where they're sending yeah. people and when they do it. So right. they're not oversaturating uh, right. the invasion angle. And I think sending private party to impact impact just lost um, you know, uh, the Motor the City Guns are hurt. The North is gone. Um, you need some fresh tag teams. And AEW has an influx of tag teams. Like, yeah. why not? Yeah. And not, we, whenever we say, like, people are indispensable, that means that you can't live without them. And that's not, that's not disrespectful saying that some teams are dispensable. You can send them somewhere else and let them work. Like, that's okay. And private parties should work at a place like Impact. I don't think they ever have. So no, I think they have either. So that's a good, that's a, that's a great spot for them, especially with Matt Hardy there, who's been there, who knows the lay of the land. And I think, listen, I'm excited for, for everything that's still to come. Who knows how long it'll last, but it seems like it's going to last a lot longer than we first thought. Yeah. So, because I don't think they're rushing through things. Like yeah. we saw Kenny play out and now the good brothers and Kenny are, it seems like they're exclusive to AEW. Like Kenny's not showing up on impact again. The Good Brothers are doing their thing there, but they're essentially they're going back and forth now. And Private Party is doing the same thing. Uh-huh. And that heel side, the Private Party that we saw Tuesday night, came to fruition Wednesday night when Matt Hardy was like, "Get him with the use the chair to yeah. win." So I thought that was beautifully done. Uh, Tony Khan uh, on the Renee uh, Paquette uh, podcast said the idea to work with Impact was Kenny Omega's, uh, and that Kenny went to Tony Khan and said, "How do you feel about doing that?" And they went through all the the rigmarole and the Don Callis stuff. And it just kind of worked out. So uh, that's where that was revealed. Uh, and uh, if you're not checking out uh, Renee's podcast, she's getting all the big guests on there. So it was also revealed that John Moxley is writing a book. That's going to be a good read. And John Moxley is such an, like talk about enigma. John Moxley's a fucking enigma, man. Like he, like say what you want about MJF, say what you want about, I don't know who else, but John, John John Moxley's the best promo in wrestling to me. Right now. Uh, AEW will be moving a revolution to uh, Sunday, March 7th. When was it supposed to be? It was originally scheduled for Saturday, February 27th. All right. Uh, apparently, Canelo Alvarez is fighting on pay-per-view, so they don't want to go head-to-head with a boxing pay-per-view. All right. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Uh, and March 6th was on the table, but that's UFC 259 triple championship card. So it seems like they're moving it to uh, Sunday night. This isn't a permanent thing. They won't have their shows on Sunday nights, but this might be a one-time thing. All right. I mean, I, I want to say you don't want to get in a habit of showing your inferiority by completely diving to other things, but I mean, I guess it makes sense, but are they going to do this every single time they have an event and someone else decides 
to schedule something? I think it'll be different when things go back to having crowds. And you can get people in the building. I mean, they, they're getting people in the building. You're not getting a full building, though. I mean, 800 people is great, but. In a building that, what, fits, what, maybe 15, 13, 3,000? I don't know what the. Uh, the Daily's place uh, fits. Yeah. Let's find out. But you'd rather, you know. I mean, their, their major concern is not the live crowd. Their major concern is the pay-per-view buys. Sure. So, I mean, I get that, but, I mean, if you're going to. If UFC is always going to outdraw you, so I mean, what are you going to do? How long yeah, are you going to? If you're you're in a position where you you can move it like this, when things go back to normal, once they're locked into a venue, they can't change it. They're it. Then they got to suck it up. So why, why okay. risk? Right. You know, like you are in Daly's place, so why risk? You know. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Why risk the biscuit? Yep. No, I got you. That that hundred percent makes sense when you have when you can do it and no one's really going to bat an eye at it. That makes sense. I don't know. I'm a little on the fence about a Sunday night show. I like the Saturday night thing. Well, I mean, Saturday night pay-per-views are relatively new. Yeah, but uh, I mean, every every AEW pay-per-view up until this one has been on a Saturday night. No, I understand. Uh, In the the grand scheme of pro wrestling, they're relatively new. Right. I like the Saturday night one, though. You can stay up late afterwards. You can continue having some cocktails. You don't have to worry about getting them for work the next day. Fair enough. Uh, This Wednesday night, we got Sting and Darby Allen, they're talking about their upcoming street fight against Team Taz at AEW Revolution. This is official. Darby Allen and Sting take on Ricky Starks and Taz in a street fight. Sting will be back in a wrestling ring. How do you guys feel about that? Love it. Wait, wait, wait. Um, with Taz? It's Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. Okay, you said Taz. That's why I had Team asked. Taz. Team Taz. You said Ricky Starks and Taz. If I did, my apologies. Oh, okay. No, that's just why I was asking. I was like, wow, Sting and Taz are getting in the ring? And real quick, I severely underestimated the capacity of Daly's Place. It's um, it's 5,500, so. Okay, yeah. That's a lot of people. Um, How do you guys feel about Taz? Uh, Taz, Jesus Christ. Sting getting back in the ring. I'm all for it. If it's done well, eh. protect him. I'm okay with it. Why not? He's been there. I think it's th- it's a street fight. It's not a wrestling match. So I think this is a great way to protect Sting. All right, exactly. Like, so, he's not going to have to... There's no tie-ups. There's no arm drags. There's no fucking drop down, get it again. Like, it's a fight. So he can just walk around and hit people with a bat or what, you know, like, you don't have to worry about him is, looking is, shitty in the ring. Do you think this could be a, a cinematic thing or is this going to be an actual match? With, I mean, they announced it a month out, so they might do cinematic. Then I'd kind of be... I mean, whatever. If, listen, I, He's there. Use him however. If you think you can capitalize on Sting, use him however you see fit, and we'll just roll the dice and and either hate it or love it, no matter what. Because we're not going to get Sting in a traditional wrestling match, I don't think. If they're smart, they won't put him in. A- yeah. So do whatever you got to do to protect Sting and give us something entertaining, and we'll make our own decisions like wrestling fans do for everything else. Tony, did you watch Dynamite last week? I only watched the main event. Because I heard that Chris uh, Jericho almost killed himself, so it wasn't. I don't think it was as bad as everyone. I don't. I, yeah, I agree with you, Kevin. I don't think it was as bad as everybody made it out to be either. I still. All right. Since this is the only thing I watched, I'm gonna give my piece about it, and then I'll let you fill in whatever the, else you want. The fill only in. thing I wanted from you was your piece about this. Okay. Uh, the match I thought was fine. 
Jake Hager in this environment is the Jake Hager we need him to be. He was motivated. He was kicking ass. He was screaming, which I enjoyed. I don't know why we have to have the inner circle fighting all the time. I'm fucking done with it. I don't understand why Santana and Ortiz being the fucking greatest unsigned tag team when AEW started is stuck in a fucking situation like this. I think that's a shame. I don't understand why Chris Jericho is latching on with MJF. I I just, there's so many reasons I just don't get it. Proud and Powerful deserves a lot better than this. And look, I know I give them a lot of shit. The Sammy Hagar, you know, Sammy Hagar, ha ha ha, funny. I just need to get from point A to point B where Proud and Powerful say, fuck this, I've had enough, to where Sammy Guevara says, fuck this, I've had enough, and everybody could just fucking move on because it's, it's, I've had enough of it. Nah, Great match. You, I'm just done with that. it. I'll let you take that because you've, you you probably already talked about this on the post game show, so I'll let you go first. I think it's I think it's all coming. I think there's no need to rush it because what you blow up. The How inner much circle. longer is it going to take, on, hold dude? On, hold on. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You blow up the inner circle on Wednesday. Then what? You just insert them into the FDR Young Bucks feud because they're going to feud over the title. It's coming. That's the storyline they're telling. So you'd rather take what you want to take proud and powerful out of this storyline where they're on TV every week and you want to have what get beat by the bucks next week and then lose to FTR next week. And then they're on fucking dark. They're on TV every week. They're doing something. And they're they're in the top stable. They're they're in the top. They are Tony. They were in a fucking main event again. They're on TV every week. Again, not to be, not to be redundant in the top program and in the top group, in, and if you want, there was a promo ahead of time before this match where the beef isn't really between the inner circle. It's between MJF and Sammy for now. So this really doesn't necessarily mean that, I, you know, Ortiz and, and, and eventually we all know it's going to. Listen, I'd be, you know, Matt, you know what I'd be really shocked at? If this doesn't lead to an MJ, like, I, everyone assumes it's going to be MJF Jericho that's going to be blow up, the blow off. It you know, might very well just be MJF and Sammy, and that could be, and that could be enough for me to be honest with you. Like, do you think that we're going? Do you think that you have to do both? Do you think that you have to do MJF, Sammy, and then MJF Jericho? Maybe you don't. Maybe Sammy goes to Jericho. Maybe Jericho sides with MJF. I don't know, man. Like, there, there, there's a lot of different options. I think the inevitable is Sammy MJF, and I think once the inner circle, inner circle fractures, that's it. Like you've yeah, got. Yeah. You've got the most out of them from day one till whenever this ends, probably a revolution. Right. And then you, you look, you're going to, cause you're going to, I think you're going to get FTR young bucks again at revolution. I think the inner circle is going to explode at revolution. And then you can reset. If you want to then put Santana and Ortiz in a story where they're going to chase FTR. Now they've been held back by the inner circle for so right. long. Maybe they, maybe Jericho and MJF are still a tag team, and Santana and Ortiz prove themselves. They beat them. Now they're ready. Then they mow down Jurassic Express. Then they take out the acclaimed. Then they beat the Young Bucks. There's a, there's a lot, there's yeah. a lot of meat on the bone there's here. A, I don't. I get right. that it's you're like right, you're, you're like. It seems like it's the same shit every week. They're fu- the infighting, the infighting. But that's kind of, I mean, 
shit, we did the infighting for like four years on the podcast before we got rid of. <laughs> I'm I'm just my my point is that I just don't think I'm starting to think that we had like the dinner debonair, we had the Jericho MJF best friends thing. And now I'm wondering if, if that's even going to be the payoff. I don't think it is anymore. I mean, it could be. Like, who the fuck knows? But Did you guys, did you guys ever just think that they have no fucking idea where they're going with this? Oh, they have an idea. Oh, come on, dude. It's every week. It's like, let's have a fight. Let's have a get-together. No. Let's have a dinner. Let's go on you a trip. Inner, inner Circle knows exactly what they're doing. All right, Kev. I will take your word for it. If you want to say AEW as a whole really doesn't have a clue. Hey, as a whole, that. be careful. But... But there's no way Jericho's involved in something where he has no oh. idea where it's going. I, I will Come fucking on. I will bet against you on that, Tony. When when the mega powers exploded, you're gonna compare that, Chris Jericho to Vince McMahon, Gorilla Monsoon, Pat Patterson, and all the guys behind the scenes writing that story. Yes, because I think I yeah. think with Tony Khan at the helm, they no I would no see that's where you lost me. I'll yep, let Jericho. I I think they very much know what they're doing. Yeah, but I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give Tony Khan any credit for that. I'll, nope. I'll leave that to Jericho. And I don't think Jericho knows where it's going. Uh, I think Jericho Jericho likes to be in the main event every week. And if he's gonna have five of the coolest guys on the roster with him, then he wants to have his pals with him. That's what oh I think's happening. God, you know who you're comparing him to? You're comparing him to like the Click. You're what is he? Him Triple to- H? Yeah, maybe. Comparing him to Triple H? Maybe. Maybe he realizes he's an old man and his time is about to pass him up, so he's going to surround himself with all these young guys. Yeah, so he's going to get involved in a feud with Orange Cassidy and put him over twice. Oh, you were going to bring up that fucking guy again? But yeah, he well, did. I mean, but Orange Cassidy ain't, ain't no great shakes now either, Matt. But that's the way that's, you know, everyone. Look, I said it Chris Jericho's still main eventing, Kevin. Where's Orange Cassidy? You made a fucking excellent point, my friend. Sitting excellent point. That's why I'm worried about Proud and Powerful. You know why I'm pissed off? I saw them on Wednesday. They look fucking amazing together. And I forgot how great they are together because they're never getting a fucking team up anymore. I don't care how many times you're going to close fucking AEW Dynamite every week. If they ain't doing fuck all with you except standing there, what good is it? And even Ortiz is coming into his own again. That promo he cut a couple of weeks ago, he fucking had fire behind it. And now these fucking, they're just fucking sitting around and they're in the back with the fucking whatever his name is. He's a mole and he's giving people to the Dark Order or whatever the fuck he's doing on on, uh, being the elite. There's a lot of people that have spent a good chunk of their career standing behind people before they made it themselves. So I'm just throwing that there. Kev, these were the fucking hottest free agents in wrestling. They had a choice to go to WWE, AEW. They chose AEW because they were going to make a fucking impression. They were going to make a difference. And they're just fucking standing behind Jericho, dude. They're not making a difference. I think they have made a difference. They had that awesome street fight with with the best friends. Yeah, and what have they done since then? Back to being behind Jericho. Why Why do you need it now? Because we don't have anything right now except for Jericho saying we're going to fight, we're going to get together, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Because he's the leader of the inner circle. Who gives a fuck? Jericho like, wants to jerk you guys what, off. That's so what, fine. I'm just, done with it, just, dude. So next week, the inner circle explodes, and then Proud and Powerful in two weeks loses the Young Bucks. No, why can't Proud and Powerful go on dark and fucking rack up the wins all the other tag Proud teams are Proud and Powerful does go on dark. Uh, what, once in the last... I think they're. I think. I think actually tomorrow might be or last week was their first appearance on Dark in a very long time. Who'd they be? Uh, like Danny Limelight and uh, somebody. Or they've been tomorrow? on Dark several times. They've Kevin. main evented Dark a couple times. They will be well, on Dark tomorrow night against Ryzen and Mike Verna. 
Kevin, thank you for opening his eyes to this. No, no. I mean, no, I'm not saying they haven't been on Dark before. I mean, Chris Jericho's been on Dark before. So it's not like... It's not like it's it's unprecedented, but they haven't been on a lot. No, because that's not a tag team you put on Dark a lot. But there's no rush to put... You want them out of the inner circle, and then what are you going to do with them? What I, is, I'm not saying I want them out of the inner not circle. You. Tony, I want to see look, them every week. I'm, I want to see them wrestle. Every week. I think there's a fine line between what both you guys are saying. I think there's like a middle ground. The tag team scene on Dynamite does not always have to be a championship title match. These guys can I fucking... in that, and why, it's not. So why can't they wrestle the acclaimed? Why can't they fucking get some wins over some profile teams? You make it sound like they need the inner circle to All fucking right. get somewhere, and they don't. Tony, no, Tony, but that's the story they're in where they're featured. At, you see that. All right, good. And I'm just saying I'm week. done with it, and it's a shit story. That, that's my point. You can argue until the cows come home. Unless right. something fucking drastic happens next week, that's my opinion on it. Let's just remember, too, that other, like, Dark, it's only two hours a week for Dark. Or, I mean, for, uh, for Dynamite, right? So if... If if uh, I'd say that that proud and powerful gets something, like we you have to like shuffle the deck, and it's, if it takes proud and powerful to sit like in the background, and and sometimes those promos and those those sketches and those vignettes are, are the most powerful things, like no pun intended. It's progressing a story that we clearly don't know where it's going yet, but I think they do. So it's gonna develop. I, I, like Tony, I understand your point and your frustration. We all listen. We all want more for Proud and Powerful. We all want more for Santana and Ortiz. But this right now, I think, and I'll, they'll probably tell you too. This is the best spot for them right now. Because if you said they went to WWE, where would they be? They at the very best, which is a good spot. At the very best, they'd be NXT Tag Team Champions, right? Which is a great spot. At the very, that's the very best. What's that, Matt? They'd be fighting ninjas. Yeah, or they'd be or they'd be the ninjas for Christ's sake. Who the fuck knows? But at the very best, which is a good spot, they would be NXT tag team champions. They'd be on takeovers, but they're on every pay per view. They're not on. They're not like they're they're not getting pay per views. So I think there's a fine line between what both of you guys are saying, and I don't think we're anywhere near knowing where it's going to go, and that's okay with me. Okay, I'll check a- in with this miserable shit next week. <laughs> Look, some of y'all don't like my opinions. I don't give a fuck. I'm not sucking Tony Khan's dick. I'm not sucking Vince McMahon's dick. I no. ain't sucking whoever fucking Triple H's listen, dick. I don't. I, no, listen, no, just don't listen, Kev. It's over. It's over. Let's move on. I'm agreeing with you. We do can't you talk about the like... inner circle thing for 45 minutes. We got a lot you, of shit to get. Do you to. think I like? Do you think I like Cody Rhodes beating Peter Avalon because he tapped out because he was afraid of getting punched in the face? No, that's horseshit storytelling. It's bad. There's not everything about AEW is sunshine, sunshine, and freaking roses. There's a lot of it that's not good. Oh, you, so, suck, my, oh, you suck my dick. I'll suck your dick. Yes. Play some games first. <laughs> uh, so this week... <laughs> On Dynamite, the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers take on the Dark Order. Lance Archer, Eddie Kingston, Hangman Page against uh, Dolph Ziggler's little brother, Ryan. Jericho and MJF against the Varsity Blondes. Britt Baker against Shauna. Uh, We went into it at nauseum on Wednesday night. Any thoughts on the women's tournament? Tony says, fuck the women's tournament. Yeah, they're thinking about. You know what I'm thinking about less than the women's tournament? Women's Uh, action figures. Fair enough. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking about bringing Rio back. Hi, Kate. Try, try and figure out a way to get her back to the States. So there's that. Kate's going to uh, fucking punch me when she sees me. 
you're gonna punch me too. Good uh, in the dick, I hope. Oh, dick punch! <laughs> Royal Rumble's coming up this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Matt doesn't care about it. But I will make my picks. But I think the bigger news is WWE Network to Peacock. Um, Fucking dude, fantastic. I don't fantastic. understand how people are mad about this. I don't get it either, dude. So, right, so let, let me let me just ask a question first. Sure, now, go ahead, you, Kevin. If you're not a Comcast subscriber, you can buy it. Well, it'll still cost you the ten dollars a month, right? Yeah. All right. So then, yeah, it's, it's stupid. If, if anyone's complaining about it, then they're. Done. I think it's only five a month, isn't it? That's WWE the, Network you would have ad, you would have commercials. Yeah. <clears throat> so for five bucks, you get all pay per views for five bucks a month. So and now, else, so now, like. Me and like Kevin were Comcast subscribers, so we get Peacock Premium for free. We don't get Premium Plus, whatever it is. So right. I don't have to pay ten dollars a month anymore to get a subscription service where I'm getting access to all these NBC shows yeah. yep. plus the WWE Network, and I'm saving ten bucks a month. How could you a, like a steal a for fucking, us? Definitely a, a steal. Yeah, yeah. It's a, look, it's a steal for anyone. Like I really when I, when I was. When I'm doing nothing, I put Netflix on and I watch The Office. They took The Office off of Netflix. You know where it is? Peacock. It's on fucking Peacock. Peacock. I'm already paying 10 bucks a month for the network. So you're telling me they're going to shut that network down. They're going to move it over to Peacock. I'm still going to pay 10 bucks a month. Peacock. And now I have access to The Office, Parks and Recs, Community, whatever other NBC shows are out there. That I don't understand. Yeah. Why? In what fucking world... Does that bother you? And there's already WWE programming on Peacock. Like I, I when I logged in earlier, I saw some stuff. If you give me a second, I could tell you what they have on there. They already have. I'm just, try- I'm just trying to think off the top of my head what the gripes would be for because there were some. I just can't. maybe commercials, but like if you're paying less, who gives a fuck? I think a lot of people are expecting that this will lead to pay-per-views not being included in the deal and you'll end up having to pay back, which is fine. Listen, we, we had a good thing going for a while. All right. WWE network. If you're going to tell me that I have to go back to paying six, well, I'm not going to do it, but so this, hold on. <laughs> this, is, this is the release that I pulled. Um, nine 99. I always pull we'll for get release you. Too. all live pay-per-views, including WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Original series like Steve Austin's Broken Skull, Undertaker, Last Ride, and all new WWE icons. In-ring shows like NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, replays of Raw and SmackDown. The archives, including every WWE, WCW, ECW pay-per-view, groundbreaking documentaries, including 24, WWE Untold, and WWE 365. This is what's on right now. They have the Monday Night War series, the best of WWE. I don't know what that is. Uh, WrestleMania Rewind with uh, Sean and the Undertaker, it looks like. Uh, Untold, three seasons worth. Broken Skull Sessions, two seasons. 25 years of Triple H. I guess that was the Triple H profile. And uh, Ruthless Aggression. So there's already programming on on there. That's all on Peacock right now without the migration of the network onto Peacock. So there's already WWE content there. So there you go. I just... Like, no. look, I know there's people that are like overseas that are worried because the network is the only way they can watch well, it. Yeah, but it's well, only Matt, the United the States. It's only the U.S. Beautiful. There's people like, oh, that's fucking dumb. No, nobody watches NBC wants to watch. Who gives a fuck? What it does is it boosts and it immediately boosts their numbers. <laughs> it immediately boosts their numbers. WWE's one million to like twenty whatever million 
that Peacock has. They could use that. Peacock. It's like me using a, it's like me using a credit that I was on MTV for like a little fucking thing I did 12 years ago. Like it's the same thing. I could still use that, but it doesn't mean that I'm a star. Or well, you like that. you also used your Jersey All Pro appearance when we interviewed Kayla Sparks earlier. So, I, well, I said it was me and Matts. So, and Jay Lethal was. There. I got the rub too, baby. That's Ooh. right. I think this is great. I don't understand how you can fucking complain about it. I don't know. Unless you're just complaining to complain. I'll tell you what's even better. I've for been wrestling. accused of that too, Matt. So it is what it is. What's even better for wrestling is that NBC Sports is going to be shutting down, and you're going to have the NHL on USA Network soon, and then you're going to have NXT bumped to like Tuesday or Thursday. That's going to happen too. And I'll tell you what else is going to happen. Vince McMahon, within the next four years, is selling WWE. Is there's that a hot take, Kevin? There's been, take. there's been talk about that for a long time, though. I think yeah, I th- think this is the nail in the coffin, baby. This I move. I think I'm telling you. I think Vince I think nothing happens with ownership of WWE until Vince is gone. Once Vince no, no, is no. gone, then maybe Triple H and Stephanie decide they're gonna, you know, sell it off and move on to greener pastures. I just don't think Vince is gonna sell it. I don't think it's is it I'm telling you right now, I think he will. I think he knows now is the time to get the fuck out. And what, go back to the XFL? No. He's 78 years old, dude. You know what's going to happen? The day he sells it, he's going to die the next day. No. He, he's well, going to lose his purpose, and that's going to be Knock on wood, but you're probably right. Knock on wood. That's what, Dude, that's what happens to these guys. These guys that, like, that. you know, their, their career, their whole life is their profession. And once that's gone, what's he going to do, sit around in his pool all day? Well, listen, he's got grandkids. He's, he's, he's probably going to have great Come grandkids here. at some point soon. <laughs> Come here, little Shane. That does, a, that does a lot. Let me tussle your hair, you little ragamuffin. <laughs> no, once, he doesn't have a, once he doesn't have anything to do, it's a wrap. Yep, that's it. But he, he will say goodnight, Greasy. Just, just because you sell it doesn't mean you're not still on no, the board. It once, doesn't mean you once, sell it. Once he, like, once he stops going in, like, he just has nothing. Like, well, look at okay. Joe Paterno. Look at All John right. Wooden. All right, so I said what? Within four years? So in four years, he'll be what? 80, 81? Yes. All right, so then there you go. So then, Crap. all right, that's, that's a good life. Uh, they're bringing back WWE backstage for the Royal Rumble special. Oh, Matt, you're not going to tune in? Nope, I'll be missing that. Uh, you apparently, before we talked to Kayla Sparks, said you were going to tune in for the uh, Superstar <sighs> Spectacle India special tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, 9.30. Wait, I'll be at work. It's at 9.30? Oh yeah, I gotta I set so. the I gotta set my fucking phone alarm. That's perfect. I'll be at work. I'll be an hour deep in the work. Baby. Be watching that shit while I work. Be awesome. Well, I'll have fun with that. Yes, I think it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be different because it's listen. It's gonna, it's branded strictly for the Indian audience. It's not for for the the domesticated crowd here. You You'll think they're gonna Drew do like entire Rey Mysterio, Charlotte, AJ Styles, Bailey, The New Day, Nakamura, Cesaro, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Natty, Ricochet. Uh, plus many more, and an appearance by Ric Flair. Plus Jinder Mahal, yes. the Bollywood Boys. Of course. Uh, the Indian, first all-Indian tag team, Indus Shur. Oh, yeah. Featuring Rinku and Sayuvar. That's right. Hey, what about those guys from that video, Rahiv and Gadov, the guys that look just like WWE? Uh, I know NXT superstar Jet Rama will be there. Uh, Kavita Devi, the first Indian woman to sign a WWE contract. World renowned. Great. The great Kali trainees, Giant Zangir mm-hmm. and Dilshur Shanky. Oh, Sounds yeah. fucking amazing. And Dude. Guru Raj, the first Indian born high flyer. Listen, fucking NBC Guru. And Peacock, Peacock just hit a home run. 
Peacock doesn't know how up. great they. You know who? You know who else hit a home run, Kevin? Me, because my shares of WWE Network, uh, fucking WWE, are going to start going through the roof. You're probably right. Doug. All these fucking deals they're making, moving and shaking. But Tony's going to be a thousand air by the end of the year. <laughs> but then when Vince sells, well, then I sell. We sell at the same time, except he'll he'll be six feet under, and I'll be making them payments. He's not going to be dead when he sells. He's, I'm telling you, within the next three, four years, he's selling, guaranteed. He's cashing right, in, Kev. There's let's a difference. Let's move and shake here because we're on two and a half hours. Well, two and a quarter. No, two and oh, a half. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Henry is a reportedly signed with WWE. He Good. is, you know, we saw him work Evolve. That's right. Uh, like I said, Royal Rumbles this weekend. We got the men's Royal Rumble, the women's Royal Rumble. Carmella uh, takes on Sasha Banks for a SmackDown Women's Championship. Roman Reigns defends his Universal Championship against Kevin Owens in a last man standing match. Drew McIntyre against Goldberg is your WWE Championship match. And I guess we'll make those picks uh, closer to Sunday. Yes. That's right. Uh, in the NXT world, they signed a slew of women uh, Priscilla Kelly, AQA, uh, Elena Black. Uh, Sari, who is from Japan. I'm sorry. Lacey Ryan. And am I missing one? I am. No? No, I think that's it. I got them all. I think it was four of them. That was it. And they they plopped a couple of those ladies right into the women's uh, NXT Dusty Road Classic. Uh, If you will. is now known as Gigi. Gigi something. Gigi... It's got to be named after, I think it's like a punk rock artist. Gigi Dolan. Yeah. Uh, Elena Black is now Cora Jade, and Lacey Ryan is now Zoe Stark. Yeah, Zoe! All right, they got to stop with these names. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher are now a a tag team in the Dusty Road Classic, so that's going on. If you will. Put the two guys that hit each other together, and there you go, baby. Uh, Kurt Stallion's finally getting a shot at the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, and that's happening Wednesday. Beautiful. Uh, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly take on the NXT Tag Team Champions, Only Lurkin and Danny Burch. Uh, and at the Men's Dusty Quarterfinals, MSK takes on Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Uh, the Grizzled Young Vets take on Kushida and Leon Ruff. Yeah. Um, that's that, and that's that. MLW, Tony. Oh. What up, What up, Kev? What do you got? I was, ready to, I was ready for games, baby. But Let's blow through MLW, all right? This is what we got this week. We had Davari take on Zenshi. Good we match. Had Jordan Jordan Oliver take on Simon Gotch. Kind of surprised had, at the result of that, but not really. But go ahead. Eh, I was surprised too. I thought that was going to be a babyface win, but I guess the ending of the show kind of made it all make sense. Yeah. And then Fatu took on ACH. She was jumped earlier in the night at his gym. There was a shitty promo by the fucking douchebag in his Daisy Dukes, Tom Lawler, and he stole your goddamn gimmick, Tony. He's a fucking thief. Look, I love Tom Lawler, but, bro, credit where credit's due. I've been calling ACH ah, since before you were a fucking wrestler, dude. Unbelievable. Just filthy. Disgusting. Um, I'm still, I'm still, still disgusted by Court Bauer and the fact that he gave fucking Tom Lawler a referee's license and he put him in that spot, oh. a spot of authority. It's a bunch of horseshit. It really I is. Court Bauer is part of Team Filthy. I don't want to watch Filthy Island. It's going to be fucking gross and nasty. It's going to be a bunch of garbage dog shit. I got the inside <laughs> scoop. They might, they might be pulling the fucking wool over our eyes, dude, because... Apparently, Filthy Island's out in Hawaii, and I saw the recent interview with Kevin and the Von Eric boys. 
And they were all like, you know, he's already causing problems for the locals here. So I think maybe this whole filthy island thing might not be happening after all. It might be another clever ruse by the MLW people. Hope the Von Erics beat his ass. And I hope Alicia too fucking smacks Selena De Laurentiis. Yeah, what was that, man? Like, look, I love me some Selena, but yo, you, why are you treating Alicia like that? That's kind of fucked up, you know? It really it's is. Rude. Why Why would you agree to be on the show and get interviewed? She wasn't rude to us, and we were asking the hard-hitting questions. I don't understand why she'd be rude to Alicia. Doesn't mm. make sense. Does not make sense. Um, what did you think of the show altogether? I'd probably put it in the middle of the road somewhere, maybe like a B, maybe like a maybe a B minus, maybe. So, so what are the what are the big the big story is, is Filthy Tom? Well, Filthy Tom is starting Filthy Island. We don't know what that is yet, but supposedly we're going to find out in what two weeks? No, yeah, two yeah, weeks, right? Two weeks. Yes, next right. week is a uh, holiday Savio Vega Caribbean strap match. Yes, and we also know the Von Erics are not cashing in their rematch clause because they're going after Tom Lawler, which is completely. Sort of understandable, I guess, even though those fucking Los Parks boys uh, cheated. Did you did you get a chance to watch the match? Did we talk about that? Did you watch the match or no? I did not watch the match. No. Right, I know there was a ton of interference with was, Tom Lawler and Selena De La Renta and too much shenanigans. Yeah, very too much shenanigans. Um, mm. Yes, but at the end of the night where after Jacob Fatu beat Ach and he was standing tall, a couple of the fucking soldiers from Contra attacked. Kev, they weren't soldiers. It was injustice getting us getting a smidgen of justice against Contra. Dude, this is going to come down to the war chamber and it's going to be fucking fantastic. It's going to be five on five. It's going to be Contra against like Jordan Oliver, Myron Reed, probably the Von Ericks. It's going to be fucking good, dude. I can't wait for that to happen. Listen, I'm, listen, I'm always I'm always happy when you're stoked about something. So if this makes you stoked, I'm stoked. I, I, I like I like MLW. It's it's a fucking easy watch. It's simple. And when it's good, it's pretty good. You know, not like the dog shit uh, two weeks ago, but this past week was was okay. I enjoyed it. And, and this week they're giving you TJP and Buku Dao taking on Violence is Forever in a tag team eliminator match. The winning team will be first in line for a shot at Los Parks, plus Savio Vegas taking on Richard Holiday in a Caribbean strap match. Uh, and then... Two yeah, you, you took a shot at Richard Holiday on the Twitter today. That's still yeah, like, don't tell me you're drinking your morning coffee at fucking 10 and noon, okay? Well, what, if <laughs> wake, what if you wake up at 11 o'clock? It's not, it's not your morning coffee then, bro. That's so Change awesome. The, that is clock, so good. That's uh, and so then in two good. weeks, plus Filthy Island, uh, there's the Balky Brawl between uh, <laughs> National Openweight Champion Hammerstone and Mads Kruger. Did you see what I said to Court Bauer when he announced it? I sent them the picture of Balky going, of course I do. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Come on. That's good. It was good. It was very good. Very good. Uh, Shane Taylor is going to get a shot at Roosh for the ROH World Champion. Awesome. Even though he's a little pudgy, he deserves it. Oh, good. I'm bringing that back. Um, New Japan <laughs> announced that Sakuru Genesis will be April 4th. Suck you, Genesis. And we have new IWGP Junior Tag Team. Yes, you, you mentioned this. Who Who's the new winners? Who's the new champs? El Fantasmo and Taji Ishimori. Oh, fuck defeated, those guys. Uh, how, why? Fuck them. They used the scratching, the claws. Yeah, I know. He's a dick. They beat uh, El Desperado and Kanemura. I tell you what, that El Fantasmo, he's a handsome guy. I'm glad he doesn't wear the mask anymore. He never wore a mask. He never wore a mask. No, wait, who, did, who lost his mask? El Desperado. El Desperado. Lost. Sorry, wrong, wrong L guy. He's still wearing it though. Why? Because the the him taking his mask off was part of the story. 
Well, so I, why did he put it back on? I know about New Japan than anyone. And I... <laughs> you knew he put it back on? He's talking to you, Kev. Yeah, you knew he put it back on? Yeah. Mask? He's wrestling with his on since. He wrestled at goddamn WrestleMania with it on. He no, he didn't. He was he in that fucking lost. battle with Yano and all that shit. El Desperado? Who took their mask man? off? Who was the guy that took his mask off? In the match against Hiromu? It was yeah, El Desperado. And he, yeah, and he wrestled without his mask for like the next couple of shows. No. Yes, he did. No. He wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom without his mask on. You're going to tell me he didn't? He didn't. Yo, you better look that shit up right now. I'm I telling you he that, did. Was... I don't think he did either, Tony. El Desperado has been wrestling with his mask Maybe on now, but he didn't at Wrestle Kingdom. Wasn't he involved in that shit with, with Yano, the king of pro wrestling? Wasn't he in, think- the fi- was he in the final are four? Think- are you thinking of Bushi? No, not Bushi. I'm thinking of Del Desperado. Uh, El Desperado was not in the final four. Okay, but he was in Wrestle Kingdom somewhere, wasn't he? He was in the Battle Royal. I think. He didn't have his mask on in the Battle Royal. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. All right, so what else happened? He's not a champion, but the other guy is. That's it. That's what happened. All right, great. <laughs> we got anything else? Just games, buddy. All right. <laughs> Good. Kev, you were he waiting rest- for it. He wrestled the tag title match with his fucking mask on at night two. Naito. Naito. <laughs> Him taking his mask off was just part of the story of that match. He should have kept it off. He's a handsome guy. Kev, what do we got? All right, boys. This is the final top five leading into the Royal Rumble. And you know, oh, I thought you were going to say forever. I was like, woohoo. <laughs> no, this is actually, this is fun. If you wanted to tell me it's the last... Can you be dead? I'll be all about it. What? You won last week, you fuck. This is the top five. Just for that, I'm giving you the hard questions I have this week. Go ahead. I'm sorry. They're all hard, Tony. Just like what? The top five memorable Royal Rumble undercard matches of the 90s. So this goes from 1990 to 1999. Undercard matches, not the world title matches. None of these are world title matches. Uh, world heavyweight championship title matches. So these are the top five most memorable matches. So you got to you got to kind of get in my head for these of the nineties, of the nineties. And I, I'll give you one more hint because I know we're up against it to try to make this go a little quicker. There's not one that is past nineteen ninety five. So I probably could have just shortened it from nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety five, but. <laughs> These are the top five undercard matches. To me, well, I, I I have your number one. All right, Tony, you want to let Matt go first? Here? Yeah, why not? I bet I bet you have the same one too. Go ahead. Because I think it's the I think it might go down as the greatest opening match in Royal Rumble history. The Rockers and the Orient Express. Matt, that's not on the list. I'm gonna give you really? mine. I'm gonna give you mine. Kev. I did think about it, Matt. But it's not on the list. You got to go Brett Owen, WrestleMania 10. But this is a Royal Rumble show. Oh, it's a Royal Rumble fucking thing? Oh, fuck me. Sorry, I had a Kevin moment. I wasn't paying attention. What? Uh, <laughs> I always pay attention. I just don't remember stuff. Oh, come on. Like last week, you started answering the third question, and Matt's like, uh, did he give a number? <laughs> well, that's be- well, that's because trivia is different. It, it, hit your- it hits different. Oh, did you... Uh... 
And you said no world title matches? No world, no oh, main event world title fucking matches. Fucking Bob It's Matt's turn. It's Matt's turn. No, he got it wrong. Oh, I just said the first one wrong. It's Tony's turn. It's Tony's turn. See, he doesn't pay attention, Matt. I'm no, I pay you. attention. I forget, though. <laughs> Well, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Look at that. Well, well, I'll take the half a dozen every time. Um, Bob Holly and um, the one, two, three kid beating, who was it, Bam Bam and Tatanka in the tag finals? I can't believe that's the one you pulled. Number one? Number five. Whoa, I made the list. <laughs> but still very impressive. 1995, they beat Tatanka and Bam Bam Bigelow. Go on to lose to the Smoking Guns the very next night. P-Doc, number five. Pulled it out. Yeah! What's up? Uh, Piper Mountie. Shockproof. All right, Matt. Can we, can we get that, that lower bed of the music, please, though? Is that possible? Or no? Yeah, we could, we could do a little music. Hold a little on. low bed there? Uh, let me see. But, Matt, we'll get there right now because that's number four, Matt. Roddy Piper taking over from Bret Hart, who had the flu, beats the Mountie for the Intercontinental Championship, would go on to lose it back to Bret Hart at WrestleMania 8. That's number four. You guys are going in condescending order, and I kind of like it. <sighs> Tony, you're up, pal. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm going to get there. Let me see. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Is this music too loud? Or are you guys okay? Or you That's not fine. I was expecting just the trivia music the entire time, though. And not world title matches. Matt, what was the first one you said that was wrong? Uh, Orient Express against the Rockers. There you go. Uh, I'm going to go DiBiase and Virgil versus the Rhodeses. You guys are three for three. Tony, you are two for two. And not only are you two for two, you got number two. Yes, two. So we're keeping it consistent across the board. Ted DiBiase and Virgil against Dusty and Dustin Rhodes from 1991. Of course, we all know this was the big family affair between Dusty and Dustin and better known as the time where Virgil finally said, no more, Mr. DiBiase. I'm going to smack you in the face with this million-dollar title. And Virgil will go on to win said title. Virgil and the Million Dollar Man versus Dusty and Dustin Rhodes from 1991's Royal Rumble is number two. So you guys are missing number three and number one. Uh, the Quebecers against Brett and Owen. I kicked your leg out from under your leg. Well, you guys are no longer missing number one because Matt gets number one, the most memorable undercard Royal Rumble moment match. Whatever you want to say to me is Brett and Owen Hart versus the Quebecers uh, for the World Tag Team titles. Of course, Brett Hart would get his leg kicked out of under his leg by his younger brother, Owen Hart, and would lead to one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time, Brett. Versus Owen Hart, which Tony said earlier, but it was the wrong list. So there you go. Um, you said there's no world title matches, right? There's no WWE world. There's no main event top belt matches. And there's actually the last one. It's not even a title match. Really? Yeah. Wow. This one. This one's probably going to get you, but I think it's so good. Steiners versus the Beverlies? See, I was thinking Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty for the IC title, but you said no that, titles. That that would have been number five if I didn't love if I didn't watch this this number three so recently and realize how much and how I think love it doesn't deserve or okay. it doesn't get that it deserves is so good. Uh, I will go back to my original pick. I will just have to change the tag team. The new foundation against no. the Orient Express. No, no, no. no. it's a singles match. 
Tatanka and Bigelow? No. Razor Ramon and Goldust? Nope. <laughs> I'm not, this one's tough, but go back and watch it after. I, I'm probably going to have to tell you because you guys won't get it. So after I tell you, go back and watch it. It's fucking good. And it's a, it involves a guy that, Matt, we make fun of a lot. And we don't really like. But this is the best stuff he's ever done. Tony, I'll let, I don't know whose turn it is, but. It's not Jeff Jarrett and Razor, is it? Nope. It's Jeff not Jarrett Jim- and Razor. Ramon couldn't do enough great things. It's not Ronnie Garvin and Greg Valentine, is it? T-Dunk. <laughs> Come on. It is Ronnie Garvin versus Greg the Hammer Valentine <laughs> in the submission match. The battle of the shin guards. Ronnie Garvin takes off Heartbreak Hotel. Wow. Puts on the sl- nails him, hits the sl- hit, puts on the, the slammer jammer, which actually, believe it or not, is the sharpshooter. <laughs> Before the sharpshooter was a thing, which God I didn't realize. Damn. So there it is. Number five, boys. Number five is, oh, that was number three. But number five is one, two, three, Kate and Bob Holly versus Tatanka and Bam Bam Bigelow in the finals of the tag team title tournament. Number four, Roddy Piper versus the Mountie, 1992 for the Intercontinental Championship. Number three, Roddy Garvin versus Greg the Hammer Valentine in a submission match from 1990. Ted DiBiase and Virgil versus Dusty and Dustin Rhodes from 1991 comes in at number two. And number one, Bret Hart and Owen Hart versus the Quebecers. I kicked your leg out of your leg with a whole big snot ball right around my lip from 1994. It was a good there list. It is, boys. I liked it. Nice. Uh, can we postpone? Uh, can you beat that till next week? We can if you want. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Please. I got I good go questions. Start, I have to go start dinner. Oh, boo. Yeah. All right. Friday night, Wednesday night, Monday night. Then let's bring this long. train into the, into the station, I guess. That'd be fantastic. Unless you want to do can that can you beat that without me? No, let's do it. Let's let's call it a night. Uh, let's do it without him. Oh no. No, we can play. Uh, big thanks to Kayla Spark for joining us tonight. Sparks. Uh, Kayla Sparks. There you go. Be sure to give her a follow on social media at Kayla Sparks. Kayla Sparks twenty four seven. Kayla Sparks twenty four seven. Uh, at Wizards Podcast across all social media platforms, patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. Check out our brand new shows and profiles feature that we do. Louis Piccoli and Wrestling Classic for January. Three bucks a month. Check it out. I also did a watch along with my wife to The Undertaker and Yokozuna from the 1994 Royal Rumble, which is hysterical. Um, no guests next week. On the 15th, we have uh, Bear Country joining oh, us. That's right, baby. Right? Bear Bronson and Bear Boulder. Uh, and uh, who knows? You never know what we're going to come up with. Next week, <laughs> it's not too late. If you buy something from Manscaped.com and you use the code WIZARDS, send us a screen cap of your receipt where you use the code. Mail it to us, wizardspodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on the Facebook or on the Twitter, at wizardspodcast. Send us your proof of purchase. You will be entered to win a Manscaped care package and an AEW Kenny Omega action figure. Brand new in the box. Not too late. I guess we're going to be drawing that next Monday. Maybe we could do that. Or All right, so cool. Not too late. Get in on it. You got a couple days. Go make your purchase tonight. Send it over to us. That's all you got to do to win. 
You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get entered in the contest. How could you possibly go wrong? Even if you don't win the figure, you're going to have some fresh smelling balls, my friend. And that ain't nothing to fucking sneeze at. Kev, you got anything? No, I'm good, man. This is a great show. Thanks, Kayla Sparks, for joining us. I'm sorry that I uh, met The Undertaker and you didn't. But you met Sting and I didn't. So there you go. Even trade. Thank you very much, everyone. And we'll see you guys next week with another episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. See you. Peace.